If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 105. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Not much to talk about, Greg. It's one of them days, huh? Quiet day. Quiet Sad day, day. news. That's why we got the marathon training game playing roller skating. Janet Garcia, how you doing, Janet? Yo, what's good? Um, it's Monday, but it feels like we've lived this day for a week at least. A hundred percent. And that's the good news, ladies and gentlemen. It finally happened. Bander SN writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Hey, GBJ, congrats on finally having a big PlayStation news story come right before the live show. You've earned it. I'm sure the other trogs have already asked a bunch of cool questions, so now I have a fun one. If you were to compare Bungie to the rest of the PlayStation Studios, where would they rank? Is Bungie the new number one? Do you think they break the top five? Does Paris now have to see the PlayStation logo every time he boots up his favorite game? Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been living under a rock, this morning, mere hours ago, the one, the only Sony has purchased Bungie, makers of Destiny 2, for $3.6 billion. We have been chasing shockwaves throughout the industry ever since. That's what this show will be, but we did it, guys. We actually had it where we put up the show, and then something at Tuesday 9 a.m. didn't happen to ruin everything for us. And uh, something Tuesday 9 a.m. happened today to ruin this for us. I'm pretty stoked about this, Bless. I'm I'm pretty stoked about it, too, uh, mainly just to talk about it, right? I, it's going to be a lot of echoing, I think, of some of our topics last week, because last week was the episode where we talked about Microsoft uh, buying Activision Blizzard, and this is kind of like, not the response, but it feels like a response because of the timing of it, and it's going to have a lot of echoes of like, is this good? Is this bad? What does this mean for PlayStation? What does this mean for people outside of PlayStation? All that stuff. Uh, but I'm excited to have those conversations because like, there's a lot to talk about here. Janet, right at the top, Bander SN. Is Bungie the new number one PlayStation studio? It depends on what you what you're basing that on. If it's like, you know, impact, if it's based on just destinies, if it's based on what might be coming down the pipeline. I mean, I hesitate to say yes to that just because I think when I feel like the num- you know, we give out like our awards, right? Or we our predictions for who's gonna be number one. I feel like we at least usually talk about that in terms of <sighs> output 
like critically acclaimed output. Not that Destiny isn't like super critically acclaimed. I mean, if you look back on um, the X Cast yeah. crossover episode we did, we talked about like wanting Witch Queen on there and how much. Oh, that's a that's a lock first critical acclaim. So blessing. It seems like only yesterday, blessing. You and I were on a show, and I asked you a question, or you asked me a question, and I started pontificating and everything. And yep. Janet screamed, "Just yep. answer the question. Just answer yes, the or no. question. yes or no. Yes or no. Question. Yes or no. Question. Janet. I, I love Good reading job, on Janet. Twitter. Somebody, somebody uh, on Twitter the other day was like. I can't wait for PS to love you because, like, I never know, who, like, what two of you are going to gang up on the other person. It's always, always switches every episode. No, well, why right. is it, I feel like y'all have home court advantage because you're, you talk to each other more during the day than I do. Dude, With we all don't the respect, I bet I talk to you more than I talk to Blessing. <laughs> you and Maybe. me text well, all the this time. This was an extreme yeah. circumstance where I was like talking to both of y'all over the weekend because, mm-hmm. man, uh, there's just a lot of games happening in, in the wind. But yeah. I'm going to go you know, no then. If I have to, if y'all are going to be mean, no. Okay. <laughs> Blessing, do you think they're now the number one? Not for me, no, but I think for a lot of people, probably. Like, I know the people who love Destiny love Destiny. I know people have such a, such a history with Bungie through Halo and through all that. So I think for a for a section of the audience, I think the answer will be yes. For me personally, no. Probably top five, you know, if you're talking mm-hmm. about, like, acclaim mm-hmm. and output and, like, influence and, like, you know, like history as developer. I think Bungie's up there for sure, but I, I wouldn't put them as number one. I'd still have either like a uh, Santa Monica or a uh, Naughty Dog or Insomniac up there as number one. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing. Again, you know, I, I was joking around with Janet. Everybody calm down. Even though, again, last week, remember, was it Isaiah, right? Who's like, man, you yell at them a lot <laughs> after yeah. the podcast. Like literally. And I, it, yep. Yeah. And then I yeah. feel like last week, especially, I was like, I, I had tweeted this out already, but I'm like, you know, after recording last week's episode and it aired, I'm like, because I, I definitely was in a more extreme camp, I feel like. And I'm like, maybe I took it too far. And then I'm like, no, I didn't take it far enough. Exactly, it's getting crazy Janet. out here. Scoop up whatever you can't, like, hide for the hills. Like, everything's falling apart. Yep. And we're all just going to be on, like, it just, it, it's it's one of those weird things where, like, obviously, and we're going to get into it, right, the finances. And, of course, this wasn't really a reaction because it was in the works before. But, it's just crazy to see this all unfolding, at least to us so quickly, again, behind the scenes, much longer process. Obviously. I mean, to, yeah. to bring in the point you're making last week, right? Like, we were talking about, uh, is Xbox Game Pass going to come to PlayStation? Well, how does PlayStation respond? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, to your point, right, you're making the point of Microsoft sees this as a competition. They don't see this as a, like, uh, in, it was kind of in, in uh, opposition to my point, even though I think we're probably, like, I think we're, we're aligned in terms of, like, it's businesses doing business, right? Like, I think Microsoft is going to try and put Game Pass and play in, on PlayStation because, like, I think 110 million players or however many hundreds of millions pl- of players there are on PlayStation, you look at that and you go, fuck, let's get all those players on Game Pass, right? Whereas, like, you're like, dude, if PlayStation is out of the picture, think about how much that benefits Xbox. And to bring that to today's episode, right, we're going to talk about how, like, I think this Bungie move is, like, a throw hands kind of move. Like, one of the things I mentioned was that... uh I think you're at a crossroads as PlayStation in terms of how do you respond to Xbox making all these acquisitions, just not not just uh, Activision Blizzard, but even with uh, Bethesda and, and like all the other acquisitions that Microsoft's been making. I think you come down on, on a cross crossroads of, all right, do we acquire more or do we find a way to work with them to get these games on our platform and figure out how to like make this shit work? And this feels like the response of like, all right, we're going to acquire more. Like we're going to throw hands. We're going to be PlayStation and like, you know, treat our ecosystem as our ecosystem. And so, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm right there with you in terms of what, like the energy you're bringing last week. I don't think it was too much. 
and again, you know, to I think where Janet was driving this one in terms of are they now the number one studio, right? What do you define that as and what do you look to? And I think as we get into topic of the show, which obviously will be all about this, uh, you're going to see something Blessing called out on Twitter and something Jim Ryan's talking about in all of his interviews, right, about what this means for PlayStation strategy going forward, how in fact, you know, you think PlayStation uh, would revolutionize Bungie. It looks like Bungie might revolutionize PlayStation. But we'll get to all that in a second because, ladies and gentlemen, Whoa, this. Yes, did, you answer, left- did you answer the question of, like, who's the number one? Well, I'm I'm holding I'm I'm making a case, you know, oh, as I'm saying, it's depending on how you want to look at. Am it, I the only person here that'll speak their mind? <laughs> yes or no, Greg? I think in the Greg Miller sense, no, they are not the the number one uh, Sony PlayStation Studio, right? Or PlayStation owned studio, owned and operated studio, right? However, I do think it's very interesting and very telling for how they want to use them. On okay. top of obviously already doing all the Destiny Two stuff, but I think if you wanted to come in here, you know, push up your glasses, put in your pocket protector, be a real Janet about it, you could make a case for it. Okay, that's that's right, kind yeah, of energy I'm bringing. If we're bullying Janet this time, bless, that's the kind of energy I'm bringing. All right, I need your help. Yeah, all right, cool. This is you know, king. You best not miss. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get, get it so it. bad next week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every week, blessing myself and Janet get together to nerd out about all things PlayStation, and we bring you the boss baby, aka CEO Junior Barrett Courtney, for the ride. Well. If you like that, you can be part of it. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, you could be watching the show live like a record-setting number of you are right now omega-3 detect defective sloth omega-3 and i also saw a paris lillian there you know what i mean he's all mad he's balling up his little hat throwing it on the ground all upset look at this he, he claims he plays destiny on playstation he claims this doesn't affect them you know, he claims he loves all games but he just sits on all these fences blessing you know what i mean he sits he, on all he these loves fences. the fence that's what oh, I heard. He loves. He, he loves doesn't fences. want to put any skin in the game ever, and it just sick, makes me sick to my fucking stomach. You know what I mean? Because then he can always be right. That's the Paris motto: mm-hmm. always be right. Never say anything bold, and you, and yeah, you, you never get told wrong. So like, we've all been on a podcast. We've all been there. We're like, I'm gonna say something that'll really nail. I'm gonna this, get a good attitude out here, dude. Never say something bold, and you saw the wheel go. You're like, fuck. No, it's. It's Monday, and like KFGD fucked me up. Where like that I sat down. Was running on last gen hardware, and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's vibe. It just takes a while to get there. It's not quite as clean. Parker, I sat down. Parker Parker off in the live chat goes, "That's a good motto." Mm-hmm. I say it all yeah, the time sure. at home. It's the fact that like there's so much that's happened this morning, and I can't keep up with all of it because like I sat down to do KFGD, and I thought it was gonna be a regular day. I was happy to have a guest on, and then all of a sudden at 10 a.m., PlayStation buys Bungie, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Well, I gotta figure out how to do all this shit, and like my brain has been going so fast today with everything that's happening, <laughs> and it's not had a, I've not had a chance to like rest the mind, and I so see. yeah, you might hear me sound like I'm running on like low gas or whatever, and that's because I. <laughs> you take a breath. It's okay. We got you. All right. Breathing. Just like the people on patreon.com slash kind of funny games have us over there. Of course, you can get the show ad free. You can write in to be part of the show. You can be a Patreon producer. You can watch it live like so many of you are. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every episode. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You, of course, can get each and every episode for free. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning of course you get ads of course you don't get the post show you couldn't have written in you couldn't be live right now like a little boy named paris is who said what did i miss nothing you fence sitter <laughs> pick a side get some skin in the game also if you want to go the extra mile of course you can support us by using the creator code kind of funny over on the epic game store or when you're playing rocket league Fortnite on your platform of choice just pop in kind of funny kick us a few bucks without giving your you know yourself you don't have to pay more 
just get you know we just get i don't know 10 cents on the dollar i don't even know what the, I, I have no idea how it works but somehow it benefits us i'm told housekeeping for you ladies and gentlemen we can't plan for news like today we can't sit here and tell you hey something big's gonna happen be ready for it often three weeks from today janet three weeks from today the playstation vita turns 10 all right everybody <laughs> i need everybody getting out there get your party hats ready get your champagne blessing janet you will need to be dressed to the nines all get right ready, if you're at home gather so up mad. all the vitas throw them <laughs> into a pile light them on fire there Barrett, you, you know what i can't be held responsible that your knockoff vita screwed you all right you buy hey, it i did get you to apologize for what the vita did to me okay? i think you know what did I really, or did I just yeah. say I'm sorry to try to move the conversation? Because it wasn't like I made the big apology. You know no. what, Barrett? Here's okay, what I'll toxic do. Toxic confirmed. Here's you know. <laughs> I see it. Here's what I'll do, Barrett. I'll, at the at the Vita's. Like, I mean, I said it, but what does that really mean? <laughs> I didn't mean. Is it. Greg confirming you can't take his word for anything? Is that what we're? I think that's what I'm turning around. Yeah. She is turning around fast today. I, I can't believe I'm looking at the the housekeeping right now, and it, the only thing here is that three weeks away is the Vita's tenth birthday. When two weeks away, we're literally reviewing Horizon Forbidden West. You didn't February think to 14. put that in the housekeeping. That's in, that's gonna be a games cast. You know what I mean? Games cast. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is a games cast. We all have her Horizon, her Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West. We're all getting ready to play. Some of us are working on other reviews, and we'll get to it in a second. But yeah, February 14th, kind of funny games cast. You can get it there. If that's more your jam, fine. If you're one of these people who's what I like to call a Johnny come lately. All right. You only care about the big names out there. Your Aloys, your Ashley Birches, your Gorilla Games. Fine. That's you. February 14th. You're all set. Games cast. We'll probably do while we're here. Uh, read all the reviews on February 14th, then immediately get your questions in uh, to patreon.com slash kind of funny games for PS. I love you. I assume we'll do an FAQ like we usually do as a follow up piece of content for you. So you can even get your questions in now. But again, that's great. Big AAA game, maybe game of the year coming out. I'm glad. If that's your bag, more power to you. All right. I didn't know you only chased the popular kids. All right. We're talking about the PlayStation Vita's birthday. <laughs> we'll be recording February 21st, patreon.com slash kind of funny games, dressed to the nines. Champagne, party hats. Bring Doesn't your Elden Vita. Ring come out that week? Like at the end of the week, yeah, right. Like, but we don't have to worry about that. Okay. Again, what are you going to be doing? What do you? Why do you? you I, know I just I mean? feel like it's a big news time to this be. This is. I'll tell you right now. This is episode with Vita in the title. <laughs> I'll what, what do you want? What do you want? You're going to do the I PlayStation said, perspective on Elden Ring. There, we got 900 shows for you to talk about Elden Ring. All I'm asking is you remember the one who came out and made it so Elden Ring could be a thing. If PlayStation Vita doesn't come, Elden Ring Wait. doesn't happen. Are, you know it. I know it. I don't have to justify myself right now. I don't have to justify myself right now. I don't think the Vita was that influential, except on the Switch. I don't have to justify myself right now. Big week's coming up, all right? Horizon, yeah, sure. Are we actually yeah, sure. doing that? Like, should, like, <laughs> wait, yeah, is that a thing? Oh, wait, are you serious? Are we doing a Vita episode? I'm dressing up and bringing champagne. You can do it or you can not do it. It's your choice. Okay, I'll dress up. Light your feet is on fire. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes. Praise for Taylor Greg Miller's Back and Better Than Ever. Pranksky, Delaney Twinning, Tyler Ross, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrews. Also, of course, thank you to our sponsor, DoorDash. Tim will tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with topic of the show. We already we already did it. We put it right at the top. You had to do it. Bander SN wrote about it. PlayStation has bought Bungie for $3.6 billion. I have a couple of bullet points from uh, Games Industry Drop Biz's Brendan Sinclair's article. Before we get into especially if you're watching live right now, so like so many of you are, thank you for the support. Uh, I want to get into the interview that Christopher Dring at Games Industry Biz has put up. But for the boilerplate, you just woke up. 
you know, you're you're one of those neurosurgeons. You just did 23 hours of brain surgery, right? You snap off the goggles, or the glasses. No, the gloves. That's what these are. I'm not a doctor. I should point that out, all right? I've never performed <laughs> surgery. In a, I've never performed surgery in a operating room, all right? I don't understand how it works. Have you performed it other places? I'd prefer so not to say. I'd prefer not to say. I'd prefer not to say. All right, Janet? I'd prefer not to say. But you put the guys, you go, and you put the brain back on. And you're like, nurse, staple them up. And you walk out, right? And the first thing you do is, all right, let's hear what's happening on this podcast. You hit play on it. You have no idea what's happening, all right? So that's where we're starting to let you all know. So we're all on the same page. Like I said, $3.6 billion. Inter- Sony Interactive Entertainment today announced a deal to acquire Bungie for $3.6 billion. After the deal closes, Bungie will be, quote, an independent subsidiary of SIE run by a board of directors consisting of current CEO and chairman Pete Parsons and the rest of the studio's current management team. Sony has said Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to, quote, self-publish and reach players wherever they choose to play, end quote. I toss that apart from Jim Ryan over on the PlayStation blog that reads like this. First off, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. As such, we believe it makes sense for it to sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organization, and we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergies and collaborations between these two world-class groups. Blessing Janet, as you know, I usually loathe the corporate speak and usually, you know, get rid of the quotes and all the stuff that just say nothing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. right here, except about the opportunities and synergies for collab. That sounds like nothing, but then actually, when we get back to Christopher Dring's interview, Jim Ryan goes more into that where it gets interesting. So I wanted to keep it. Uh, at present, the studio is working on maintaining Destiny 2, expanding the Destiny franchise, and working on a new IP. Again, that will all be important in a second, too. Before we get to this interview, here's Pete Parsons at Bungie. I've gone to his blog post over on Bungie. I've brought out uh, four bullet points that I think are interesting. Again, for boilerplate for you, Dr. Framehead. All right, that's the doc- <laughs> that's the doctor we're talking about. All right, Dr. Framehead. He is a brain surgery, and I know I know he is. He's a brain surgeon, and his name's Framehead. That's his little on the nose. And I'll let you know. I reached in the black hole, came out with Framehead. I can't help it. That's what he is. You know, bless. You're gonna tell blessing. You're gonna look me in the eyes right now and tell me there's not a podiatrist out there named Foot. No, I don't think. Well, I guess Nintendo's led by Doug Bowser, so anything's possible. (laughs) Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Mm. Okay, so Pete Parson writes. Today, Bungie begins our journey to become a global multimedia entertainment company. We remain in charge of our destiny lowercase d we will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our game. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. With SIE support, the most immediate change you will see is an acceleration in hiring talent across the entire studio to support our ambitious vision. If this speaks to you and you want to help us put a dent in the universe, we are hiring across all disciplines for Destiny 2 and for all new worlds beyond. More than anything, SIE understands that our people and our community are both the priority and the heart of our success and are willing to stand alongside us as we continue to use our platform to drive action towards a more welcoming and equitable world. Our goal is to build a place where the world's most creative and talented people can come and do their best work no matter who they are, where they are from, or how they identify. Okay. Boilerplate for you, Dr. Framehead. I'm glad we could get it to you. Here's where there's more information, and I think actually some really great reporting from Christopher Dring, who again had an interview. Uh, PlayStation's acquisition of Bungie may not result in exclusive PlayStation 5 games, but it will allow the platform holder to significantly accelerate its ability to make online live service games across different platforms. 
In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan says that Destiny 2 and future Bungie games will continue to be published on other platforms, including rival consoles. The advantages Bungie offers Sony is in its ability to make huge, multi-platform, live-service online games, which is something the wider organization is eager to learn from. Quote, the first thing to say unequivocally is that Bungie will stay an independent multi-platform studio and publisher. Pete, Parsons CEO, and I, this is Jim Ryan talking, have spoken about many things over the recent months, and this was one of the first and actually easiest and most straightforward conclusions we reached together. Everybody wants the extremely large Destiny 2 community, whatever platform they're on, to be able to continue to enjoy their Destiny 2 experiences. And that approach will apply to future Bungie releases. That is unequivocal. Bungie will operate autonomously within the Sony Interactive Entertainment Organization, and they will continue to publish on other platforms. We get the importance of this. We have grown studios organically, but we've also made a number of acquisitions over the years. Whether it is Naughty Dog, Gorilla Games, Sucker Punch Productions, and most recently Insomniac, we understand how important it is to give these great organizations the space and independence whilst bolstering that uh, with great support uh, when and where it's needed. He continues, Pete and I have spent a lot of time talking, and we were struck by how similarly we see the world and just how complementary our two organizations are. We're like two pieces of a jigsaw that can slot together. They make massive, immersive games that have no end, whereas PlayStation's strength, as you know, is in the single-player narrative-rich stories. Our studios make those games, and they are some of the best games you'll find anywhere. I've been on the record talking about increasing the size of, PlayStation com- of the PlayStation community and expanding beyond our historic console heartland. This can take many forms. And definitely one of the main ones is the ability for the wonderful games that we've been making for the past 25 years to be enjoyed in different places and played in different ways. We are starting to go multi-platform. You've seen that. We have an aggressive roadmap with live services. And the opportunity to work with and particularly learn from the brilliant and talented people at Bung- or from Bungie, that is going to considerably accelerate the journey we find ourselves on. Blessing, there's so much to go on here, right? Uh, we're going to get in here. Pete Parsons talks about, you know, Sony offers the ability to accelerate their own plans, you know, for that or whatever, making IP, doing these different things. Jumping right now, you had interesting stuff on this live service business. Where, where are you at with that? Does that speak to you out of this conversation? Yeah, I think that's one of the more interesting parts about all this is that I think with the acquisition of Bungie, it is not just about Destiny. And in fact, I think Destiny is only a small part of it. I think the big part of it is acquiring Bungie in order to enable them to make more live service games more multiplayer games because this is a thing that i think we've talked about a lot uh over the last few years of doing PSLW, and we've talked about more and more as playstation has partnered with different studios playstation has uh acquired different studios playstation has put out job postings for different things right and i put out i put out a twitter thread kind of laying it all out there in terms of you know like <clears throat> when you're talking about live services insomniac uh, uh i believe it was last year maybe the year before put out a job posting and they're hiring for a multiplayer project and i remember us doing an episode talking about like is this going to be a ratchet multiplayer th- uh, thing is this going to be a spider-man multiplayer game where you're playing as peter and miles could it be a spider-verse thing where you create your own spider-man right like are they doing something entirely different is it a vr thing right we, we go through the motions of what makes sense for the company that playstation is uh but then you jump into uh sucker punch which also had a job posting recently about them hiring for a multiplayer project and i think for us we go oh okay they must be that must be for ghost of shima legends either for a director's cut or for maybe a ghost of shima legends 2 that they work on that in the future which i think is a sure thing right i think ghost of shima legends was successful when that came out with ghost of shima and the only problem with that game was the fact that it was tethered to uh buying the full game but if it came out as a standalone thing i think you would have seen more potential with that 
that. Um, and so them hiring for a multiplayer project makes sense, especially if that's what that is. We talked about uh, Naughty Dog with Last of Us Factions a lot, right? And like, hey, like, does this game get canceled? Does this make sense for Naughty Dog, which we know historically as a single player game company, even though all their games have had multiplayer modes in them, you don't, our highly anticipated games for Naughty Dog aren't necessarily the multiplayer modes of their games, right? We are anticipating Uncharted 3 or anticipating Uncharted 4 or Last of Us, Last of Us Part 2. And then you have a certain section of the audience, people like me or people like Sancho West, who go crazy for Last of Us Factions, right? Factions. Yeah, but it's like when they announced that they're working on a, a big standalone Factions experience, you go, oh, how does that make sense? Like, how do you make that work? Especially as PlayStation, as we know, as the, uh, like... They're right now, I'd say, like the leads in terms of the third person action game experience, which we've talked about as well. Of, this is the PlayStation bread and butter right here, right? Like we talk about their games sometimes being samey in that regard. And are they t- taking enough risk? And that, that all comes back to the fact that between Last of Us, Uncharted, Horizon, Ghosts, you know, all these different games that PlayStation makes, the the best of the best, you know, the games that are at the top from them are these similar sort of big budget, super polished, God of War style, AAA experiences that we come to, to know and love because we love the characters, we love the stories, and triple and, uh, third-party AAA developers aren't making those types of games as often, and so PlayStation comes through and fills that void with the best quality of, of, of that. As we've gotten that over the last generation, I think, for PlayStation, you start to uh, – I, I think you look around and you start to go, okay, cool. Do, how, how do we expand? How do we make more money with this, especially when you look at multiplayer and look at how financially viable and, like, how much more money they can make with making games that are multiplayer games and live service games and how much potential there is there. I think you look at that and you and there's a lot more to get into, and I don't want to uh, 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 ramble too long about it. But I think, I think we're seeing a PlayStation that is changing, uh, especially with this acquisition. I mean, you put it right there. You, I mean, I think Jim Ryan says that, right? That's the crazy thing is I think we've all read tea leaves for so long on this and gone around. You're talking about compiling all these multiplayer listings you've seen, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you talk about from your Twitter thread, you talk about Insomniac, then you had Sucker Punch, then you had Naughty Dog, then you had the X-Tray Arctivevs, then you had Firewalk. Like, it keeps going that way. And so to have Jim Ryan come out and say it as clear as day, right? Like, they can make massive, inter- they can make massive immersive games that have no end, whereas PlayStation strength, as you know, is in the single-player narrative rich stories and then on top of that of course he says we are going multi-platform you've seen that it's crazy janet what's your read on it yeah pretty similar to blessing i mean this is clearly both in what it is and also in the way it's being talked about filling a gap that playstation has and it kind of goes back to some of what i was saying last week where there's always that interesting line of how do you fill the gaps that you have without losing the identity that you've already established that you probably like to have i think sony it's hard to imagine a world where PlayStation isn't still known as the narrative games place, like the story-driven single-player stuff. Yeah. But that being said, it's very clear that they are like missing a piece of what gaming has become and where gaming continues to go. And what you don't want to do is feel like you're constantly playing catch-up on those things. And you can argue that PlayStation is, ar- is already behind in that regard, but something like this, I think what's so interesting about this acquisition is obviously Destiny is a huge asset by itself, but it feels like that's very much the tip of the iceberg for why this acquisition happened. So I'm curious to see what we haven't seen yet, what we don't know exists, what projects are in the pipeline, what ways they're sort of doing cross-collaboration. I feel like that's also, I mean, obviously all studios probably function like that to a degree within like a big publisher, where that's kind of the point. You have this team of like great studios and you can all learn from each other. But I feel like with PlayStation specifically, they've been very transparent about some of those examples with like, I think it was the the horse in Ghost Tsushima, or maybe that's, 
reversed on someone's like horse tech. Oh yeah, them in, in uh, Naughty Dog, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I think we'll see more examples of that with whatever multiplayer projects we end up seeing, and hopefully this will just enhance and give those a chance to actually be really viable because right now that's what that's what PlayStation's missing right now. And I think it's interesting too with like the idea of going to multiple platforms and kind of trying to acquire fans. I kind of almost see this as like, how do we, you know, I, I think there's an obvious answer as to like what PlayStation fans would turn to Microsoft and Xbox for. Game Pass, right? We all mm -hmm. either have Game Pass or have had Game Pass. So I think in a way this is also PlayStation thinking about how do we get fans, how do we get Xbox fans? And like this, the like the association with Destiny, like it's such a, a good play in that way, even though they are saying that, hey, it's going to be, you know, you can play Destiny wherever. It's the same experience. We don't want to change that element of it, but it's still sort of, you're capturing something that that ecosystem flocks to slash likes and identifies with and sort of sure. appealing to that. And you assume so, that like we're talking about, like the, even though Destiny 2 will be everywhere and Destiny probably going forward will be everywhere, they want to make it the best place to play on PlayStation, right? Like I garbled this tweet putting it up because I'm just moving so fast here, but I think they need to, you know, once it gets the ink's dry and everything's set in stone, like, destiny 2 needs to be advertised as free and i know it's free everywhere but i'm free to play but like you know barrett and i tried to play free to play destiny and everybody's like oh it gets really cool when you get to this one part and me and barrett like all right let's do it we hit it and then it was like oh fucking pay 20 bucks like oh well no we just wanted to try this yeah it's like oh destiny forsaken is where it's at or destiny the witch queen is where it's at which are expansions that i believe you have to pay for and so that's the thing I think if you and I know that Game Pass also, you know, gets those for free or has gotten them for free in the past. I'm not sure if it's still on there. Correct me if I'm wrong right now. Live chat trogs. Uh, but I do think that that's what you toss on there now. And I my tweet was that Destiny 2 and I should have said in all of its expansions should be free to all PlayStation users. And so should dreams. And you should put on the PlayStation 5 box includes two pack in games or, you know, online pack in games or whatever, putting them in there and really drive home the fact that that's happening. You figure with Destiny 1, remember, it was a big deal uh, that so many different uh, I forget what they were bells and whistles though i think i remember every psx for for destiny one they did a thing that was like oh there's some kind of racing with the the sparrows and this that and the other like they did playstation content that was exclusive and you imagine they'd come back and do that again here yeah and going back to this so i, I like the example that janet gave of like the horse thing of like mm -hmm. not naughty dog and and sucker punch going back and forth talking about how hey yeah this is how we do it this is how you could do it right or even think of gorilla uh with or yeah, Gorilla yeah. with Horizon, uh, yeah. with the Destiny engine, engine, and sharing that with uh, Kojima Productions and how you have that cross-collaboration. I think this is going to be that to the greatest degree of Bungie basically leading the charge for, hey, we are Bungie. We've done this. We've done this forever, right? This is our whole identity, making multiplayer games and making games that exist as a service. And I think Destiny is probably the biggest example of uh, early on in the PS4, Xbox One generation of a, hey, we are making a live service game that we see uh going forward for 10 years right you want to continue to add to this mm -hmm. thing destiny i think was the big charge for that and i think bungie really makes sense especially when you look at i believe this is a jim uh, jim ryan quote quote um that jumped out at me uh from the games industry.biz interview where he says quote i would back us to do live service games ourselves but when you have the potential to have a partner like bungie who has been there done it all before learned the lessons and have got this wonderful brilliant team who is there and has the potential to help us we think we can take something that would have taken a certain number of years and significantly significantly decrease the time it will take to get right and him like right there is saying it right hey this is something that we've been trying to build towards and that we want to do but you know we're playstation this isn't who we are so let's bring somebody in who this is who they are and they will define what that looks like for us because they have this shit down right and now instead of it being 
Ghost Shima legends that exist within Ghost Shima or us dropping last of factions and us like struggling to figure out what it looks like because we've not really done this kind of thing. Now it is it now it is us uh, having Naughty Dog connect with Bungie and Bungie Bungie telling Naughty Dog how do you get this multiplayer part of your game right right and, what does the ongoing version of this look like? And the tech is such an interesting part of it. Because you remember last week when we were talking about, you know, how does PlayStation respond to this? One of the things I said is, I don't think they're going to respond to this. And again, we can get through, actually, I can toss it in right now. It's important, of course, to point out, as I know the majority of people know, but just to remember how long and hard business deals are. This is not a reaction to what happened with Activision Blizzard. They actually call it out in the Christopher Dring GamesIndustry.biz uh, uh, article. Uh, the $3.6 billion deal is the latest in the string of multi-billion dollar acquisitions that have happened in games this month alone, following the Take-Two's proposed buyout of Zynga and the news that Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard. However, Ryan says that the Bungie acquisition isn't a response to those deals. Quote, these conversations have been in, I'm sorry, have been a number of months in gestation and certainly predate the activity that we have seen this year. From our perspective, this is really doing what we feel is right for PlayStation and what we feel is right the right thing to do to drive PlayStation to places we've never been before, end quote. Parsons adds, uh, the talent across the board from development to publishing, uh, we have built a great business and have been able to build up our branch of talent. We were good. We had and continue to have the same strong, solid vision. What happened out of these conversations, though, is we felt like, wow, here's a group of people who really understand us and our vision and are almost two sides of the same coin. Could this partnership accelerate that vision? I bring that up because of last week where I was driving with this. Last week, how do you respond? I said, I don't see you responding. I don't see you buying up somebody to keep them exclusive, nor do I see them buying up a studio and saying, cool, make resistance, make kill zone, make us a first person shooter to compete with call of duty. And what you see here is so what's so fascinating about it, right? It really, to me strikes that they're buying Bungie, not so much for destiny. Yeah. It's great. Destiny comes along with it and this, that, and the other, they're buying it to shore up what they think the future is or to, mm -hmm go from zero to a hundred on what it was uh, in terms of the tech in-house in what they already had bringing up the decimal engine and uh, Kojima such a great point the horse such a great point it's the same idea here of bring all that in so we don't have to do it ourselves because you can look at you know again to be very old look at things like uh, when Sony uh, San Diego is incubating the guns up team and then working with uh, drawn to death and David Jaffe and they were like we know that there's money in these hills. Uh, you know, kill strain. The uh, their MOBA they were trying to do down there and work on. They they're like, the PlayStation knew there was something in these types of games, so they should be making them. But they were trying to from the ground up rather than just grabbing somebody. Now you could third party partnership with it, but look at the success you've seen with something like Insomniac, where that was kind of what you were doing before. Bring them in house and just have them. Why not bring them in house here and again share that tech with all these different uh, online communities that you're starting to see crop up. Exactly. And you've seen it. I think you've seen it too with, with Destruction All Stars. Not that the problem with that game, I don't think, was the uh, like the technical. It would have been like, great if it wasn't just the connections. It was the connections. That's the only problem with Destruction. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I think that game, that, that's the game that I think is another example of, hey, PlayStation wants to do this kind of thing, but they just got to figure out how to do it right. Right. And I think if Destruction All Stars even launched on a better foot where it wasn't like a, I'm going to join this lobby, all of a sudden everybody's mics are on and I can hear the air in everybody's room and all this shit. Right. Like, I, it, that game, I think, got it wrong just from the get-go in terms of a lot of the the, the the those kinds of aspects of it and i think figuring out like a hey how do we build synergy right how do we make it so that when, whether you're playing destiny or you're playing last of us factions or you're playing whatever gorilla's multiplayer game is right uh ghost of legends that it is hey we have the same template for what our 
multiplayer connectivity is so that you are playing on console and pc mm -hmm. with your steam account there's the, the discord stuff which we'll talk about later in the show right like how do we make all this stuff integrate together in a way that makes sense and in a way that isn't garbage because like it's playstation <laughs> right and like if you're uh, if playstation was doing this by themselves i could easily 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 see them uh messing it up not that not because playstation is bad at it by any means or not that like because they're not a, a good at making games or whatever it's just the fact that when you don't have the experience in doing this like and, and when you have the experience of doing it and you're looking at all these other companies that have been doing it forever you start to compare and you start to go oh yeah playstation's online sucks why does crossplay with pc suck for this game right you start asking those questions but when you have somebody that has figured that stuff out before and you have somebody that can help you just establish that process and smooth out that process i think then you can make the entire multiplayer suite of playstation sing beautifully and experience is spartacus and it's coming to project spartacus and that yes. janet i mean you you know you bring that up i know in, in 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 not even a joking fashion like that's what this has got to be building to right when jim ryan says quote we have an aggressive roadmap with live services he's talking about bungie he's talking about as you just said discord which we'll talk about in a little bit but he's got to be talking about what this is going to bring to spartacus right janet yeah i mean i think the longer this is like the most anticipated i've been for something in a really long time you know obviously lots of big games come out and those are also exciting but i think Spartacus and what it could do for PlayStation has been such a needed gap that hits so many cross-sections of gamers, I think. You know, when we talk about something like Destiny and PlayStation, obviously that's a huge deal, but admittedly, if you don't play games like Destiny, like I, I don't play Destiny or any games like Destiny, I don't know if this will change that for me. That's not really gonna, that specific game isn't really doing anything for me, but there's no one who isn't gonna have a stake in like PlayStation Plus because a bunch of different games come to that. So like that hits a wider suite. So I'm thinking of like, what is what is Spartacus gonna look like? And we keep asking and thinking that. And and the more there's PlayStation news coming out with like, okay, PSVR 2 re-shown off again, like that's coming down the pipeline. Okay, now I'm thinking, what is the VR space for Spartacus gonna look like? Is that gonna be included in there? How much is it gonna be? What's gonna be ported? Then we have like this acquisition here. And now I'm like, okay, Destiny's expansions, is that gonna be a bit, whose headline? this what's the conversation what's the ethos going to be and in what way is this going to i think in a lot of ways spartacus is going to be establishing what is like the new playstation not that again i think they're still going to keep their their home base which is great single player games i think that's their bread and butter that's what they do but they are looking to expand and grow and do certain things better so what i think it's going to so much set the tone for what their vision is and i'm so afraid on what that tone's gonna be and i feel like there's a lot of stake in it obviously it can start not that great and get better so i don't think if it's you know middling at launch that means oh my god playstation's doomed for this year and like you know ps6 is dead like anything like that but i think there is a lot riding on like it's it says whatever they come out with is going to say so much about what they think is the future where they're heading and how they're going to compete in this market yeah 100 percent, and i can't wait to see how they talk about how what they want to do and when they talk about their aggressive roadmap for live services or if it's just, we just see it over time and yeah how does that all fold into spartacus and then when we just see when do we see spartacus you know it just it's fucking january 31st What's it called? what a month <laughs> what a name? month yeah what is the real name of it yeah i mean it'll be boring place it'll, it'll probably be, be it'll be ps plus yeah i still think that's that, what it is ps plus plus I'm still holding on to PS plus plus. You think it's gonna be PS plus right now and then no. the plus and the like the symbol? Yeah, there's like a even higher plus. You know how they already have it like <laughs> elevate? It's like it's gonna go, it's like double exponented, Ted. Blessing, the next question I have for you then is, you know, again, Jim Ryan says it, you see it here, you know, we are going multi-platform. Uh 
Mm. What is, I mean, does that mean, do you think, what does that mean for their PC strategy? It, it, obviously, it's the fact of, yeah, Destiny 2 will continue to be everywhere. Uh, you know, we're seeing stuff like uh, MLB The Show still pop on Xbox, right? Be cross platform, be yeah. everywhere. On Game Pass. Like, yeah. Where do you think this uh, nets out for the rest of, in the hope everybody always has of everything coming to PC day and date one day? I don't know if ever, I don't, I still don't think that this puts everything on the table to be on PC day and day. I do think that uh, PlayStation multiplayer titles, like live service titles, would be on PC day and day. And I think that makes sense mainly for the uh, player base aspect of it, right? You want as many players in your games as possible. And I, I just don't think it makes sense if you have the opportunity and the availability availability to make it happen to not put that stuff on PC. You know, I think I, I think that is what you do. Uh, other platforms like Xbox and Switch uh, or Nintendo, whatever Nintendo platforms are here by 2024, who knows? <laughs> um, I... I have a hard time thinking that PlayStation would want to make that push. I think it might it might be a case by case thing. Like I can't, I, I whatever Bungie games, I can see right. I think Bungie, especially because they made the point of, hey, we want to publish on other platforms like ourselves, right? Like I don't think wait whenever Bungie makes their next new IP and that comes out, right? I think that'll come out on Xbox, and I think it'll say published by by Bungie and not published by by PlayStation, which is a really interesting thing, and it must be a thing that Bungie must have argued for um, <laughs> because they love their independence. Uh, but I don't foresee like Lasses factions coming to Xbox. I don't foresee whatever Insomniac multiplayer thing they're working on or whatever other place like Twisted Metal, I think is also uh, in the works for next year and, and is uh, supposed to be a big multiplayer title for that. I don't think that's going to be on uh, uh, Xbox or Switch, at least for now. Like it's, it's hard for me to think of the argument for it aside from player base, but I feel, still think that even though this is a PlayStation that is shifting and changing, it is still PlayStation and PlayStation at their core, I think still do see themselves as we want to, in terms of a console box, we want to serve ourselves and we want to give people a reason to actually buy a PlayStation console. And I think opening that up might be a bit too scary for them, <laughs> for who they are as PlayStation. But I do think PC makes sense for that because they've already, they've already done that. I think they're probably seeing the sales numbers and realizing that like the numbers they're making in sales do not like um they they're fine compared to the numbers they probably like sacrifice in sales to keep things on playstation if that makes sense so the amount of playstation consoles sure. sell by putting putting those games only on the platform i mean i think as they if they move into this aggressive online strategy that he's talking about and that does mean online games i mean you know multiplayer games is again you'd see them uh, acquiring bungie here for their technical uh, technical know-how on that that sort of starts to get interesting where I don't think those kind of games, when you say I'm making a multiplayer game, I'm making a, you know, um, a MMO, a shooter, whatever it wants to be, you start then, even though those audiences can be huge, you do start then trending away from what PlayStation is known for. I think those have way better chance of being on PC day and date than something like Horizon Forbidden West or whatever the next Horizon would be or whatever the yeah. next, you know, uh, Last of Us would be, whatever your next big, or Ragnarok, you know, something like that that isn't obviously going to happen next tomorrow. Those are the ones I think, you know, single player, I think they want you to still stick around and do that. But if they're going to start future proofing and trying to make multiplayer work and multiplayer communities work, that's the thing there. And I, and I think it depends on the kind of game it, it is, too, because I like I think it is it might be a different thing for the game they're making with deviation. Right. Which I, I don't think is confirmed to be multiplayer, but you have to imagine because that is extra arc devs and they're they, they make shooters. Yeah. Um, but like I could see that maybe coming cross platform sure. at some point. And right? especially Launching as a new PC IP, especially. right? As a new IP like that. Yeah. You're not you're you're you've built the PlayStation brand around. You have your PlayStation five, your PlayStation four for these kind of games, The Last of Us, Ghost, et cetera, et cetera. It's single yeah. player story games. When For you're like, suddenly like, here's a multiplayer game, you get into something like, like it, you know, when we were looking at Destruction All-Stars, 
did anyone think that had a chance at like being a thing? Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. And that's not, a, I'm not even talking about the quality of the game. I just mean the fact of like, here's a, here's a re- weird car game, card game or car game. And it's like, well, no, like I don't see that being a thing on the PlayStation five. That's going to be really moving numbers and really having people be all about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, between the deviation thing and the firewalk thing, right. I guess I can see more potential for that, but I still do think that, uh, for these multiplayer games, for who PlayStation is, I think PlayStation really, really likes their IP, and I think they're really into expanding their own IP. And I use, I use Last of Us as the big example, and I also liken it to Nintendo, where Nintendo has Super Mario Brothers, that is their single player franchise, right? Mario, Mario Odyssey, Mario Galaxy, all those things are big single player games that are a big IP for Nintendo. There is also Mario multiplayer games between, and that's not just Mario Kart, that is Mario um, Party, right? It's Mario Tennis. There is a Mario multiplayer game every year, maybe every every other year. Uh, and that all feeds in the same IP, right? And, and that works so well for them. I think PlayStation kind of wants a similar thing. Not that they're looking for Nintendo as like the, the example, but I do think that when when you look at Last of Us and you look at the Last of Us HBO show that's about to come out and you look yep. at the Last of Us remake that is rumored to be being made at Naughty Dog and you have Last of Us Part 2 and then you have Last of Us Factions, right? There And there's probably a Last of Us director's cut, right? There's so much like different versions of Last of Us that, are, that we either know that are in the works or that have been reported to be in the works. Um, and I think that makes sense with the multiplayer strategy where it is, cool, Ghost of Tsushima was a fucking awesome launch and you had ghost tsushima legends with it what if we just continue to make different ghost tsushima stuff knowing that it takes a while to make these games right like it takes four years to make a big single player big budget playstation game what if we can put out things in the interim to to keep those ip in your mind and also maybe sell a bunch of uh, uh copies of a multiplayer version of that ip because you know who knows like maybe a ghost stream of legends standalone could have a huge player base that even uh uh expands beyond what the single player base for that game was yeah and i think it makes sense to sort of to blessing's point like use those side projects for lack of a better term obviously i'm sure there are going to be huge undertakings to make like multiplayer games with these like established ips but that would also fit into the ethos of pushing that single player like this is what it's all kind of leading up to and the big thing sure. um if the other things could be successful that's even better uh nintendo is an interesting example because <laughs> nintendo does a lot of like stuff not great in the multiplayer space in terms of connectivity and everything else but it's kind of wild how like and obviously they did the work to do this, but really struck gold with stuff like Mario Kart and Mario Party and Smash. Like, I, like it's it, it. They're so unlike what they're known for, and yet they're like such big staples, um, not just on the platform but in the gaming community. Um, so yeah, I mean, anyone would be lucky to have any multiplayer that is of the level of, of success, especially like Smash specifically, and I think Mario Kart just because it sells like insane numbers every month. It's still like the best selling thing, and it's super old like it's and people are just clamoring for more and like i bought it twice right i had it on wii oh, yeah. and then i had it oh, again yeah. and, and it'd be so nice too to have and i it'll be interesting to see what they do i think genre wise too because what's unique about what nintendo does in multiplayer is it's so like easy to get into like anyone can play mario kart they even have like a mode that puts basically bumpers on you can that thing can play itself um i think a lot of times when we think of like the multiplayer space it is shooters or more tactical things or just stuff that feels very involved and i think obviously that definitely has a need in the space and something that playstation's lacking too but i think it would be so great if they had a destruction all-stars that actually did hit and was something yeah. that casually I mean, everyone could play that was straight from playstation specifically because you know there isn't that 
and I think that's where you get into things like Twisted Metal coming out next year, where it is. I think we all think about Twisted Metal and go, that's not going to be great, is it? Like, what is this game going to be, especially with it being, uh, us getting the news of it being shifted around from the Destruction All-Star Studio uh, to uh, Fire Fire Something Studio in the UK that they just Sprite opened? Fire Sprite, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it being shifted to, to, to Fire Sprite, right? Like, I, I think we look at that and we're like, I don't know about this, but... If it hits and like that is a game that let's say drops on Spartacus day and date, right? And like is a game that now you have that inf- that bungee infrastructure, you have Discord integration, you have all these things. Does it start to become more viable to be successful because it it, it is being built on the systems that uh, uh, PlayStation is making for all their games that they can make that they can make work on a consistent basis? I think that's where things get really interesting. I think too, like really quick, it's it's funny to look at what PlayStation already is doing and the ways that they have like attempts at a multiplayer that are like not the most successful or, you know, not not the biggest conversation points. Cause I was even just thinking the other day of looking at, you know, with God, was it Sackboy's Big Adventure? Adventure. Yeah, Big Adventure. Yeah, <laughs> I never remember the name of that game. Um, but that has like elements of well, obviously you know there's local and online but then there's also like the leaderboard stuff with your friends and like just like i follow playstation on instagram and i was like looking through stories and they had like up on their story something like oh it's this weekend for sackboard i'm like who cares like really like you know and not not in a not even in a rude or dismissive way necessarily but it just kind of reminds me of like oh yeah this is something that they like I think would probably want to be a, a bigger deal than at least is in my circles. Obviously, I'm sure there are people that check in on those updates and, you know, the, the competition element of that is fun. But I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a thing they have in there. Like, imagine if that had like a bigger scale or impact in the community. Well, see, if you go to this online infrastructure, you go to what Bungie's doing already. I think, and I know, it, you know, I think it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not even remotely as bad as uh, NFT anymore or anything like that in terms of uh, hated buzzwords. Mm-hmm. But you do think more about free to play, and I do think about stuff like that, and I do come back to what I'm talking about of like, sure, on on your PlayStation Five, bundle in everything for Destiny and bundle in Dreams and let it go. But something like Sackboy, right? Like the reason. I'm with you, Janet, that are like, who cares? Like, I don't mean it in, in an insulting way either. I know there are people who, yes, probably trade scores and do that. But it's the fact that it's this mobile game idea. It's this, I almost think when you look at Wordle, which, by the way, as we're live right now, just got bought by the New York Times. <laughs> and they're trying Wordle. to get in the game. They're Enough. like, all right, we heard Activision. We heard a bungee. Let's acquire God. some of our own. If anything, Apple Arcade should have got Wordle, man. They slept yeah. on that. That would have been such a good one it's the idea that like things that are chase you want to chase and do those things you want to be small you want to be micro not microtransactions, but micro games it's why like you love competition in a way and if you wanted that to be easier than it needs to be i i because i saw it too back in the when i was playing sackboy's big adventure or in between all the other things i'd get the pop-up if somebody beat my score did whatever almost like how you know you get the the returnal pop-ups of where your friends died mm. If you were to put out something like Sackboy's Big Adventure that was free to play, it was the every level is you know it's a speed run thing. You can even if you're if you're if you're terrible at it, it's going to take you a minute, but the rest take you way quicker. Can you do it faster than your friends? That is something I'd see at the end of the day and be like, oh man, Janet beat my score in that. Hold on a second, I'll pause this game. And if oh man, if I could have multiple games open on my PS5, I'll pause this game and, and I'll quickly go, resume. Exactly. How, what, how, how, what a revolutionary idea that would be. Are you, are you guys feeling that lately? The quick resume absence? Because I've been feel feeling it lately. Like, <laughs> but I mean, somehow all the time. Because I'm actually not mo- like playing that many games at once, usually, right? It's a rare season. But it is a nice option. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I want I want it. I want it. 
I, I'd want been. it for stuff like this, which is like, you know, you can take away as much. Oh, well, you know, there, you know, load times are so much faster on the PlayStation 5. And, you know, for most exclusive, like non-existent when you're talking about miles, the third party stuff isn't doing that. You know, they're, they're faster loads. Yes, but they're not instantaneous. So, like, if I'm in the middle of something and it pops that Janet beat me and Sackboy, I'm like, well, I don't want to quit. I'm not even at a save point in this game. I don't want to quit and go do that. Blah, blah, blah. But if it was like, oh, you did this. Oh, hold on a second. Like, kind of how, like, think about this. Like, we're talking about Sackboy, which is all good. Fucking take Sackboy. Throw his ass out of the goddamn window. Let's, no! talk, about, let's talk about Astro's he's playroom. Host. He's very resilient. Remember uh, Jeff bounces. Grubb and Mike Minotti over at uh, VentureBeat GameSpeed. They were going back and forth, back and forth, like getting down to the tenths of the second in those uh, Astro challenges. It's like me and Baird in uh, Mario Odyssey used to do that too. Sure, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I really you know, flew away with those uh, th- that time though. You know, bless. But uh, what yeah. I'm saying is for those things, if those were instant, if th- those challenges, which are fun, weren't the main part of Astro, so you, most people didn't even play them, I think, outside of trying to get the trophy you needed to do for it, right? If you did it for that. If that was a standalone, free-to-play, it's just right there, you download it, it's a smaller game, why wouldn't that inspire you to go do and jump in and have those like arcade-like experiences, but that are fast or right there, ready to go like that? Like I feel like PlayStation has all these different ideas and parts that mm. could work, and I'm not saying the turnkey solution is Bungie and how they do you know online free-to-play stuff. Bungie Sackboy. Exactly. That's the You're one you want to do. Right? You think it's a combination of like it's Bungie, it's Pro- Project Spartacus, it's their uh, their uh, tr- uh, transition to making even phone titles, right? Which they haven't talked about it much at all. But they hired somebody who to lead that effort as well, right? Like uh, getting into mobile. I think all these things work together in terms of creating the PlayStation that you're talking about. Where I would love that as a mobile game, just the, the speed run versions of these games that we already like. Because I really like Sackboy. Uh, a big adventure and if that's, it's multi-platform right? right if it's on all, yeah. if it's if it's one system your psn logged into the pc into your phone into your playstation like again like the, uh, that's that's the kind of connectivity playstation wants again we're going to talk yeah, about like exactly. it's a jam-packed ps i love you right i guess we could even toss it, it playstation updates they finally on the playstation app introduced the ability for you to share your captures off your playstation to the app then they quickly okay. quietly <laughs> removed it and it's gone and nobody knows why but whatever like they're, they if PlayStation wants that app to be flushed out, if they want it to be a thing, yeah, put those kind of experiences on there. Have it be a built in there where, yeah, you're at the DMV, you're at the doctor's office, and you screw around something there that is trying to chase down whatever it is, and then you get home and you want to, you know, actually do it with your controller, you want to do it on the big screen, whatever. Yeah, I think that's also like. like- as, as somebody who really, who really loved Sackboy Big Adventure, I think you guys are exactly right in terms of if I see that notification, I think I've turned turned them off now because I was getting them for like half a year and I was like, I'm never jumping back into this game. I don't game. even have this installed. I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, I, first of all, I don't have quick resume. Second of all, like I, I, I've given up, all right? I understand my friends are better than me at this game and I don't know why they're still playing it. Uh, it's June. Play another game. It ratchets out. I haven't finished like, it yet. <laughs> wait, have you so not I'm finished it or they No, because... No, I haven't finished Sackboy because I'm playing with my family, like my whole family, except for my dad because he's in game. But there's four of us total and trying to get four people, four different adults with different schedules and different moods to be down to sit down like we're sitting on the sofa and we're going to sack it up. Okay, like it's sack time. It's so difficult. So we're like, I don't even we're not we're like maybe world two or three. Like we're slowly oh, just play by yourself. That's a great game. Is, I, I fucking love that like, game. It was like it's a family too. game. It's family time. Like oh, we're all in different costumes. Screw the family. Play it single like, player. Forget them. I also I know you played it that way, but I feel like that's like lonely as hell. Like I don't want to play Sack by myself. I never played Little Big Planet by myself. Oh yeah, but like Little Big Little Big Planet wasn't like four player co op. Well, like wait, actually. Am I cr- you, had a, point? you had you had you had you could play like four people. 
sac- like little. Can you forget what the like first one was? Board. It was definitely co-op. The first one. I'm not sure. You, if you I had played it with all. three people the on uh, okay. at least the second game. Maybe not the first game because I think I only played that one with my brother. But yeah, we did. It was three of us. We were there. We had our adventures. You're thinking about how Little Big Planet Three really marketed like the three sack people, yeah, where it's like yeah, the sack man <laughs> and small sack man, and like all these different sack heights, and like you could be different people, or you could just control them if you like didn't have anyone. Anyway, I don't even know what you were initially talking about. Blessings. I'm sorry. And I, I lost. Mentioned. I lost my own. Th- as I was talking about, I was like, I forget what point I was making. I think I was just making the point that Sack Wave Adventure is a great single player game as well, and you should finish it. <laughs> forget about the family. They're not gonna. You're not gonna get your family back in a sack boy. I, when we what. roll credits, I'm going to take the screenshot. And I'm going to send it to you. What Please year would do. that be? It doesn't matter. But I will send it. I got it. I got it. We're working Sackboy on it. Sackboy Big Adventure is a fun game. I definitely just put it down one day and never, ever thought about it again. Like, I, I was there in the music. And I forget what song they used that, like, the first Bruno piece Mars. of Mars music. Mars, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's great. But I'm with uh, some. There wasn't the magic of Little Big Planet in it. Like, it just didn't. It did feel at like times empty and soulless. <laughs> Okay, this is gonna. This, people are gonna be upset, but I feel like the music levels—they were—they're no, cute, but they're not it. as good as like Rayman, like how Rayman does music. That's like fair. it didn't hit like that. Now, granted, they're doing different, very different things. Like Rayman's very much a quick on rails lightning. Fa- like they did have to accommodate for the fact that like the player might be moving at a different pace, and there's multiple. I get why they weren't more integrated with the movement, but it wasn't like. I mean, Rayman I is. Almost, I'm not saying that Sackboy is like the greatest thing since sliced bread by any means, because yeah, like I think Rayman is one of the best to do it in terms of like a 2D uh, ongoing platformer. But like, I'm just saying, Sackboy Big Adventure, it's a great time. You finish it, and you're like, that was a good time. <laughs> and then you, you play the next You game. finish it. I'm I'm working on it. it. It is the my PlayStation equivalent of Ring Fit Adventure on on the Nintendo Switch, where I'm like, I've been playing that game since the day it came out, and I've still not beaten it because it's like the hardest game to beat because you have to work out, and I I don't. I don't want to, so. <laughs> and I don't work out, you know what I mean? So no, it it's so happen. hard. You got to get the rinse, like, and then I got to get the mat out. And then and then he's like, hey, it's been a while, but it's okay. And I'm like, you don't got to lie to me, man. I know you're judging me. I haven't seen you since, like, Christmas. Like, it's just, anyway. No, I know that pain. I, yeah, I remember chasing that thing down at the beginning of uh, uh, COVID or whatever for Jen. She wanted to do it. And then, yeah, we're moving, and I just pulled this dusty-ass ring out from underneath the goddamn couch. I'm like, I remember this thing whatever uh ladies and gentlemen i want to talk just a little bit about uh how this affects bungie we were talking about how much it affects playstation uh but first i want to tell you about how patreon.com slash kind of funny games affects us if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can toss us a few bucks you can get each and every episode of the show ad free you can watch us record it live you could write in to be a part of it you can get it with the exclusive post show just like you could do all those things for the games cast where we'll be reviewing horizon very soon we're reviewing dying light 2 this week talking about pokemon as well there's so much happening on kind of funny at all times uh but for right now guess what you're not watching or listening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by doordash if you've been listening to any kind of funny podcast you know that we absolutely love using doordash it's so great it's so simple to just be able to order whatever food we want and then have it delivered right to our house along with the restaurants you love you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with doordash you can get some drinks snacks and other household items in under an hour uh with over 300,000 partners you can support your neighborhood go-tos we always talk about volcano curry in san francisco of course uh ordering is easy and your items will be left outside 
outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop off whether it is the local favorites or the nationwide chains like things like popeyes cheesecake factory all of that for a limited time y'all can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code kinda funny that's 25 percent off up to a 10 dollars value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code kinda funny don't forget that's code kinda funny for 25 percent off your first order with doordash subject to change terms apply all right so i want to pull real quick the one thing we didn't touch on from this uh, games uh, industry.biz article is this meanwhile on the bungee side p parson tells GamesIndustry.biz that sony offers the ability to accelerate its own plans which include the prospect of taking its ip to new entertainment mediums such as tv and film quote back in 2016 we set out a vision for ourselves to create worlds and inspire friendships we wanted to become one of the world's great entertainment companies and more than that become a center of creativity i'm sorry creative and technical excellence so that no matter who you are where you're from or how you identify you can feel like you've come to bungee to do your best work this was of course uh pete parsons this is the thing we're talking about playstation of course getting to benefit from all this multiplayer stuff getting to benefit from the destiny community now do you see it going the other way janet where bungie's going to get to benefit from playstation obviously playstation studios about to do hbo uh last of us uncharted movie comes out incredibly soon i don't know Favorite. it's not day and day digital so i haven't paid attention but i know it's soon <laughs> twisted metal's yeah. getting a show i mean i think inherently like you would hope they kind of have to you know like well, they wouldn't have done that the this wasn't a company that was like on its, you know, dying wish was like, please someone buy me so that I can just keep going. At least not, not, not to my knowledge or to anyone else's like they may. And they also like are a very, like one that was known for like independence. So I think giving that up, there has to be a worthy trade-off for that. And mm -hmm. that has to be them thinking that this is really going to amplify their studio and what they're doing and just be overall beneficial because yeah why else would they obviously this is the money incentive because that's always probably the biggest thing at the end of the day but you have to imagine that they're looking at this as as much of a win for them if not more than what playstation is and that you know that's sort of the agreement that they made with the financials and with the terms and everything else and i think the the publishing thing that blessing brought up is a good example of that of them probably really pushing for that and wanting that and then there you go makes sense yeah makes yeah sense. i agree like i think it's a it's a good deal for them i think yeah they probably it probably was a big back and forth in terms of them going hey if you're gonna buy us playstation these are all the things that we want for ourselves because bungie i think historically has been um uh adverse to acquisitions since leaving uh microsoft right i think they really wanted to chart their own path and build something themselves and not have to answer to anybody especially after leaving such a big corporation like microsoft i think you really don't want to answer to any higher ups and so to get into conversation with playstation for acquisition i think that is a that it becomes a huge thing of all right like you're speaking a lot of benefits but you know we don't just want to be part of the playstation studios family we want to be able to put our games everywhere we want to be able to pl publish our own games uh you know like the, them talking about how they want to be a big multi uh, multimedia company right like having access to playstation productions goes a long way towards that right where it is hey as playstation we have a last plus hbo show so like <laughs> if you want a destiny show we have the connections like we can get you on hbo we can get you a movie we can get you whatever you want you want to uh, uh, do and i think but Jirali sees that and goes, fuck, that's a good deal for us who wants, we want to expand, we want to do more, we want to make our IP the biggest IP in the world. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that it, it seems like Bungie didn't get a bad deal, uh, which I'm happy about.
And it's great because they don't know if that HBO show is good or not. So it's the perfect time to like sell it, right? It's like, is it, <laughs> we, it exists? Like, will it be good? I mean, I actually think it it's probably will be, be good, but we'll see. Destiny seems like a great uh, IP for that too. Like, you're going to turn something into a movie or into a TV show, especially, I think. Like, I love. Uh, I, I talked about it uh, a bit on KFGD earlier where uh, it was the It Takes Two uh, that got adapted. Uh, right. It's getting adapted to TV and movie. And, like, that's one where I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I want to see this adapted TV and movie. The, the game. the book? What are you talking about? Oh, man. I do not want to see that book on TV or movie. And also, it's, it's like. Be, that, that, that is what I want to see because I'd like to see with all. It Takes Two is a fantastic game that I love playing. But, like, the story and the characters in it all kind of suck. Like, I'd like to yeah. see how you're going to come in there and make that be like. Some All people right, really liked it. Like people were like, the story's great. And I'm like, but the I think the story's like mom and dad suck. No, I think they have I think the main characters are unlikable. I think like I didn't like the ending. Okay. I didn't like the like the moral of the story at the end of the day I wasn't a fan of. But like I thought the I thought like the writing and like the moment to moment of the story was fun. It was just like the overall package for me that just didn't didn't click all the way. Um, and that said, right, like that's not even my biggest issue. My biggest issue is just the fact that like I that that is a story that I feel like I already got through the game in terms of the animation and the characters and the presentation. Mm-hmm. That is a game that is already cinematic, and so I don't need that told. Destiny is a game that's cinematic, yeah, but it's also a game that is a universe, right? When we're talking about the stories that you can tell within Destiny, it's the reason why I want like a Fallout show or a Mass Effect show where it is. Destiny, the the TV show or movie, doesn't have to be about like whatever, like Kate Six, or it doesn't have to be about characters we already know. It could be a it, it could be a story that just takes place in that universe that is about like some random character on a planet and like they're being affected by the events of Destiny, but it is like a um like a sectioned off story that doesn't have to follow a character that we already know that we already like projected I- an identity onto and all this stuff. I mean, Des- I think that if you were going to make Destiny stuff out of it, I think even though like I've only watched it like uh, through like osmosis of being in the room, I think something in the style of an arcane could work really well with it. You know what I mean? Where if you put that polish into it, you put that really thing. Because I think you know the whole story of being a guardian and having your ghost and it reviving you and going on. If you were to rather than you know your each when you play Destiny, your guardian is you, of course, but as also then just a very quiet character where the world around it happens and you just go off and be the force that makes stuff happen. If you gave in the show the guardian a voice, you know you made the guardian the main character and introduced whoever it's going to be. You know what I mean? Maybe this is where we have Doctor Framehead. You know I'm Doctor Framehead. I'm a guardian. You know and I'm out here and I'm doing the thing. If that I think that. Would would give a new angle to it and you could still have all the stuff going on in it and honestly probably make the make make the story make more sense you know what i mean in terms of reining it in having it be this the narrative thread really committing to the frame head bit i respect it it's a callback janet it's called high class comedy you wouldn't know anything about it all right janet have you heard of, that? Janet, have you heard of review season mm-hmm. I have indeed. Um, I I think I'm living it right now. It's the thing I can't wake up. We're from. all I keep trying. It. I keep trying to wake up. But what is it about here. review season? What is it about review season where we're all on deadlines for video games that may, makes us eat trash? Because I saw Janet's story of like living that reviewer life, and it was like the little Debbie brownies and a bunch of Sour Patch Kids, and I'm yeah, like, man, I'm, look I, at my Cheetos like, and um, goldfish bags all around. I had me. a bottle of wine called I think it's called like 14 layer cake or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's the thing is is i forget this too is you need to have like as a games media person like you need to have like a reserve of 
how do I keep living, but like in a different, like a modified life, right? It's like, okay, we need some snacks on deck. I need to have like some routines established where I'm like walking out, I'm breathing the outside air and the sun's hitting my like, you know, gamified eyes and I can kind of just reset for a second and then go back into my little cave. And I have like all these different setups of like, okay, when I game here, I'm like this and this part's more comfortable. And then let me take this break. Like it's a whole thing. Um, it's playoffs is what it feels like. This it is, is right now. I'm doing what it's like it's so funny what you can do like when you're like okay i have to get this done i'm gonna do it versus like the rest of the year where i'm like i'm like just getting on my gaming out now i'm like i'm not gonna game for the rest of the year i'm putting it all into january february and then whatever happens after that happens Sam G writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, uh, I think it was a very smart move by Sony to bring down the heat from the Microsoft deal and for Sony to remind gamers they are still making moves to bring them the best games possible. I think the games industry is taking notice of Disney Plus slash Netflix's model and realized that making these types of acquisitions will help create a more solid foundation of game studios, parentheses, content for years to come. Sony will now be able to help Bungie expand and deliver the new IP and share in the success. Plus, you buy that. This is a, them looking at like a Disney Plus Netflix model, which of course is bringing things in house, but then sometimes letting them share elsewhere, put it in movie theaters and such. Uh, I think to some extent, right? Like I, we've already talked about, like this is not a, a response to, acqu- to Activision Blizzard. I keep wanting to call sure. it act- Acquisition Blizzard. Um, it's not a response to that, but I do think it is a response to the space growing more competitive, right? Like, For sure. I think it somewhat could be a response to uh, Microsoft buying Bethesda and, you know, us having the conversation of like, where are the first person player, uh, first person shooters going to be on on PlayStation if like, you know, Bethesda gets bought up and you see, say goodbye to Wolfenstein, Doom, etc. And then now Activision being bought up and PlayStation maybe having an uncertain future with even Call of Duty, right? I think that's huge in terms of what what are the big first person shooters that you're playing on PlayStation then? And I think having a studio like Bungie in the pocket, not even just as a, we want to have Bungie games exclusive, anything like that. I think even just a, hey, we, the, we, we want the security of knowing Bungie isn't going to get bought by Microsoft or even Amazon or Google for Stadia or any other big sort of company. I think having that security uh, uh, goes a long way as well. And I think that plays into why PlayStation would be fine with Bungie publishing their IP on other platforms as well. It's not necessarily about getting exclusivity of this, more so than making sure that, one, we can partner with you for all the reasons we've already talked about, but then also uh, making sure that we're not going to lose you because we, 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 we need to make sure that, that like the, the competition isn't gobbling everybody else up. I want to get one more question in here. All right. Dave Norridge writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, great move by Sony as Bungie are clearly extremely talented, but 300, I'm sorry, $3.6 billion is a lot of money though, even though for one studio, is this just the going rate now? Or does this mean that Sony puts a lock, a lot of stock in Bungie's next project? Destiny is massive, of course, but is its income worth $3.6 billion? Could Bungie's next project possibly be based on a mainstream recognizable IP such as Marvel or Star Wars? A big IP with the quality of development that Bungie can apply could become a juggernaut in the way Battlefront and Marvel's Avengers haven't. Would love to know your thought, Dave Norridge. I mean, Janet. I feel like that this is like the equivalent, but it, inverted because I'm not rich of like uh, that scene from Arrested Development where it's like it's a banana, Michael. How much would it cost? Like twelve dollars or whatever number she gives. Yeah, I I struggle to answer that because I, I just don't think I have enough of a sense on what that means in this space. I think I only know that 
when it's in the more extremes. Like, I think when, you know, to use other examples of other media, like when Disney got Star Wars, I'm like, oh, that's a steal because it's freaking Star You know, like, I, I think there's few things that are quite at such a peak level of virality that I would feel like a high number is still a steal. Um, but, you know, obviously, I think they cost, they, they got it for what they could, and I think they see the value in that. I don't think that's like, oh, let me... Oh, I don't think PlayStation's like, let me overpay just to make sure this is locked. I mean, obviously, there was like negotiations and things involved um, and both parties feel like this is the value I have and this is what I value you at. Um, and I think a lot of that is they they have it in so many tiers, right, which we've already discussed, where it's like it's destiny, but it's also what you can help our teams learn. But it's also what you have going on in the future. So there's so many like advantages to it. Um, it is funny, though, because I think outside of the Activision Blizzard, which now I'm thinking Acquisition Blizzard as well. Acquisition Blizzard. Uh, the Acquisition Blizzard. Like, it's like if this had happened without that, we'd be like, oh my god, that number is insane. But now I'm like, oh, this is this is a steal. This is a price. Way different, like acquisitions. I'm not like actually pretending like, oh, that's the it's same comparable. kind of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. save sixty billion or something. But it's it's wild how much num giant numbers now are just like giant numbers floating in space after seeing what happened with like Microsoft and being like, at this point, I could see almost any number and be like, okay, yeah, that sure, I guess, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> well, let's, sure, pile it on. I, I think it's the thing of video games getting more, more and more popular too, right? Like video games have always been popular, especially within the last like however many years, but I think like they're only still getting more popular, especially with the pandemic and especially with like PS5s being sold and Xbox and everything being sold out everywhere. Video games are getting more and more popular and Destiny is one of the more popular ones. You know, I think Destiny is probably like, what, second most popular first person shooter after Call of Duty probably and like one of the most popular MMOs if you count it as an MMO, right? And like, um, I've, I want to say player base wise, Destiny is probably sitting somewhere between, I imagine 35 million to 40 million. And like with that, I don't, I, I'm I'm with you, Janet. I don't know exactly like how to quantify a lot of these numbers. I am not Benji Sales on Twitter, or I'm not. I don't work at GameStation.biz, but I think to some extent, you look at that. You look how, how at how popular video games are uh, uh, getting, and then you also look at what Bungie is going to do for PlayStation uh, and the amount of like the the amount of prestige that Bungie has as a studio as well. I think goes a long way, and I think you. I think you fork up the cash for it. Uh, Bungie, I think, would just be... I think they would be expensive either way, especially for a studio that want, prides itself in independence and prides itself uh, in, in, like, doing their own thing and building their own mega IP. I think that puts their price up there. I think it's also important to go back to what we were talking about before, and I know we've hinted around at this in this conversation, but don't think so much as, oh, man, you know, is Destiny is a massive, of course, but is this income worth $3.6 billion? Well, no, but you're also getting this entire team that is, you know, they've already pointed out this is for their future of how they want to do this. You're Rather than think about how much it would cost to sit there and build a studio from the ground up to learn how to make an online infrastructure that works and make online crossplay work and do all these different things that Bungie just inherently knows because they've been doing it now for so long and doing so many different things about it. Again, like the revenue you're going to generate off of Destiny 2 and whatever this new IP is. That isn't even maybe necessarily why you're buying this. You're sure that's great and you want that, but you're getting it more for the tools and the tech and the experience that is invaluable, some would say, and you're going to apply immediately to these other games and get going. So I think it makes sense. But again, I'm with Janet of like, I can barely afford anything. So <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's, I mean, smart people are saying it is. Why not? Why not then? It sounds good.
of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will be covering all the, the shakeups, whatever Nintendo is about to buy next to compete with all this. Uh, you catch that each and every day on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, we'll be talking PlayStation about all this stuff and keeping you posted on all the Destiny news to come. But for now, Blessing, give me some PlayStation updates. Uh, yeah, let's start off with what feels like a big one, but I, I feel like I've not ha- heard as much like talk about it. Maybe that's because Sony bought Bungie. Uh, but there's a state of play coming soon uh, this Wednesday, actually. And it's all about Gran Turismo 7. Uh, this is directly from the PlayStation blog. The first 2022 state of play arrives later this week, and we're all revved up for just over hey. 30 million or 30 million, 30 minutes. I'm still thinking of money. Uh, 30 minutes of new <laughs> PS5 footage and gameplay details for Gran Turismo 7. Uh, watch live February 2nd on Twitch or YouTube starting 2 p.m. Pacific time is that one that like you guys get excited for at all i saw this and i was like are we even gonna do a reacts to it because i know like gran turismo is unlike what we think of as like the other playstation uh first party big exclusive games even though gran turismo has been there longer than pretty much any other of them no i'm not excited for this i've never been a gran turismo guy and that that's the thing where i think for better or worse and i'd honestly say I say for better, for worse to kind of protect myself, but you know, I'll throw it out there. Gran Turismo just isn't a welcoming franchise. Like it, Gran Turismo is, are you a car person? Do you love racing cars? And I do not. And I don't love, love sim races, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. So like, I remember, I, you want to know like one of the, like not embarrassing even, cause I don't even know why I was there or whatever, but I forget what trip I was on where we went and it was like, you guys are going to, it was some press tour with PlayStation and they had uh, the whole team there for GT, and they had all these like uh, the rigs, like the one Kevin has with you know in there and the widescreens and the thing. And it was like you guys get to try the new GT GT uh, in these cr- crazy custom rigs. And I was like, oh no, I don't really, I don't, I'm not that kind of guy. And like, no, no. And I was, it was IGN. You cover everything, so I got in there and like with the entire GT development team watching, like I was just buried into the wall <laughs> couldn't get out of the wall really and I, I don't know how to drive stick and i'm doing all this and i'm like oh it was just terrible and it's just like when you think of something like forza like that's a you know people love forza because it seems like you can just jump in and play and have fun where gt is the you want it as real as possible you want to you know what feel the tire treads and this that and the other and it's just like yeah, you can't drive a lamborghini on the beach and yeah exactly yourself. right and that's yeah, the difference which is fine they're different they are different markets it's like it's like it'd be like why is fifa not fifa street it's like well it's unless well there's volta but you know it's like it's not the same it's like a different kind of thing you know mario kart and gran turismo they're totally different markets even though they both involve vehicles um yeah for me it's just if i were to play gran turismo 7 which i might you know i'm always open-minded to trying out stuff it would be just for like the the really just for the culture of just being like i'm gonna check it out like let's see if i can get into this but yeah it's not it doesn't have that kind of mass appeal it is very it's like a niche within a niche and for me it's not a niche that i am part of so it's like well i could i could play this just to see it but it's there's nothing they're going to show me where i would be like oh now i'm, I'm you know <laughs> yeah. like in, I mean, it's kind of you know? it's, it's, it's like mlb the show where it's like playstation owns exactly. this thing and they put it out but it's also like i don't get excited for mlb the show just because i'm not an right, mlb for, person speak for yourself though blessing yeah you know, that's why i said i said i'm not excited for mlb the show yeah, Barrett, for yourself yeah, none of this is talking shit about mean. mlb the show all or, of you just uh, speak GT. for yourself okay <laughs> jesus we a lot of people have a lot of great experiences with mlb the show a lot of people have experiences that are great with Vita's that they bought the right way. Speak for yourself, Greg Miller. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, like, uh, uh, but yeah, like I see, I, I view it as that where I know, I know, Gran Turismo has a big community, and a lot of people are excited for GT Seven, and like you know, it's it's the thing is the difference between. Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport, where Forza Motorsport yes, exactly. is the more like sim experience that is like, hey, no, you're playing this for uh, like the the racing fans play Forza Motorsport, whereas the fans and then everybody else plays Forza Horizon. I wish uh, Gran Turismo had like a Gran Turismo Horizon. Paradise or Gran Turismo Horizon that was yeah. like their version of Forza Horizon. It's, that's the whole thing of what the culture of the game is built on, right? I remember when I got hired at IGN and like Roper was so into GT and like in the weeks leading up to it, him building his little setup with the wheel and the shifter and the pe- like, you know what I mean? Like they, it was like, this was like a religious experience, this game. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll ever get Drive Club back? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what is, I um, I forget, what I forgot is the about next Drive Club. game specific state of play that we're going to see? After GT7? Yes. Honestly, I'm surprised that we are not getting, or maybe, maybe we will, who knows, a Horizon one. I was thinking I, about that too. I'm surprised that they're not being like, hey, state of play arrives later this week and we're doing 20 minutes on GT, GT, <laughs> I don't know what GTA is, what I'm Gran Turismo 7 and 10 minutes on blah 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 you know like a, yeah. an assortment of uh, third-party things like i'm surprised they're not packaging this with other stuff granted again grand turismo 7 i know is a huge deal to a huge bunch of playstation fans but why not put something like right now i read this and i'm like oh i don't even well, i'm I mean, not gonna i'm not gonna this watch reminds it. I got me of, bad. this reminds me of when they shout out a uh state of play for demon souls and i didn't realize until days later that there was a whole state of play for demon souls which is a game that like hardcore gamers love but like i i think it was also the thing of pandemic work from home you watch the state of play and it sounded like a computer mic it was one of them ones uh but it also reminds me of the conversation that me and Jana had on PS Love You, I think like maybe the week after or two weeks after uh, Greg left for paternity, where it was uh, the episode titled Does State of Play, fuck, what was it? Was it Does State of Play Matter? It was something like that of like, is State of Play a big deal anymore? And that was our whole conversation. And right. I think we came down on not really, like PlayStation doesn't treat State of Play like a big show. It feels like a, um, like it, it, it feels like an add-on to PlayStation blog where it is, hey, let's us, let us talk about some of the things we're looking forward to, but it's not done in a way where it's like, you're expecting any sort of juggernaut announcement or anything think, that's going to be the headliner for news. Yeah, like one of, you know, not to spend too much time on this one update, which is the, you know, the update is... Oh, we don't care this about this, so about let's it. talk about it for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, one thing that we brought up during that was the idea that it is unclear exactly what box State of Play checks because it's kind of used for so many things. It's like very much like a multi-tool for marketing where it's sometimes it's just one game and sometimes it's a couple games and sometimes those are AAA games and sometimes they're indie and sometimes they're a mix. So um, I'll be interested to see what the next one is after that and if they change up that trend at all or or what the cadence of these end up being for this year. If if I had to make a bet, we don't know. State of Play, which great name. We don't know. State of Play good enough. I don't think Ghost of, uh, Ghost of Wire, Ghost Wire Tokyo has a date, but I would bet that the next day to play would be Ghost Wire Tokyo, and that game comes out summer or later. Because what, like, we were talking about PlayStation exclusive games. You're talking about God of War Ragnarok, which we're not going to get until probably fall. You're talking about Stray, which wouldn't get like a uh, Stray isn't like that's like an indie game. That's it Anna wouldn't, Perna but too. like Anna I Perna, feel like yeah, that would do numbers, low key. Maybe I'm straight to the play. Insane. I'd watch. I think that'll be part of one, and they'll probably advertise it'll be part of one. Yeah, and the way that like we got the little big, not a little big, little devil inside state of play. I think that would be a straight state of state of play. If you're talking about game specific, I'll probably say Ghostwire Tokyo. Huh. Yeah, makes sense. You I can't think to. of anything else. Yeah, we don't know anything about that game, or we know a little about that game. 
Well, anyway, that state of play is happening. Uh, we also got uh, PS Plus and PS Now announcements. For PS Plus in February, you're going to get UFC 4, which me and Jan are going to play. Uh, yeah. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure, which I thought was DLC. Turns out it's standalone. It no, it is was. It? That was the whole thing about oh, it. Okay. Unless I'm speaking out of turn, I'm pretty sure that's what this was. That this was DLC. The Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep was DLC for Borderlands 2. And then, of course, obviously, it spawned this new game. Uh, and so they're breaking it out to let you play it without having to play yep. Borderlands 2. Uh, I, I feel like it's not a great PS Plus offering. Why not? Because right? it's like just it, DLC. It leads into a new thing. Well, it's a release standalone. It's not a DLC. Like, it's no longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DLC. It's standalone. Oh, okay. You don't yeah. need like Borderlands 2. It, it, it originally was a DLC for Borderlands yeah. 2, but then they re re-released it. Uh, Sorry, I didn't, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to misspeak. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get. Gotcha. Okay, I'm actually, I, I, miss, I never played it for Borderlands 2. I played Borderlands 2 and love Borderlands 2, but I never played this DLC. So them dropping this, I'm excited to see, yeah, get what the hubbub is about. Because I know, obviously, I like Tantina. I like the idea of what they're doing for Wonderlands. And so, yeah, I like it as a. Yeah, yeah, if you want somebody to play with you, I'll play with you because I've not played it either. Like, I've always, I've always heard yeah. about this DLC. Uh, and, the, and I know people love it, but I've never gotten to check let's, it out. Let's put every play. other review on hold, and we will play this on Tuesday. <sighs> Man, Tuesday. Now, hold I mean, on a yeah, second. Hold on. Well, no, I think I can do something else. No, We can make it this stream, a kind of funny stream. See, I was going to say Wednesday we could stream it, but I think Wednesday I can also stream because the embargoes are all up for Dying Light because we'll, our review posts on the Dying Light Wednesday. Mm. I think we can stream it too then. I'd rather probably should play that. People would care more about yeah. that. And, and I'm also looking for more. I've been trying to clear my schedule because I'm looking for more time to play the sure. games. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then also Planet Coaster Console Edition is coming to PS5 for PS Plus. Uh, for PS Now, the games in February have been announced. You're getting Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the definitive edition, which is pretty cool. Uh, you're getting Little Big Workshop. Uh, and then you're getting through the darkest of times, and then also Death Squared, which we here love Death Squared. We love Death Squared. Bodyguard. Uh, and then uh, Greg talked about this a little bit, but the PlayStation app has added captures, but then removed them. Uh, I'll read quickly from Jay Peters at The Verge. Sony seems to be close to making it a lot easier to share PS5 screenshots outside of your console. The company had appeared to be rolling out a way to have screenshots and videos captured on your PS5 auto-upload to the PlayStation app, but now it's gone. Sony began testing the feature in Canada and Japan in October, and it became available for me in the U.S. on Tuesday night, but less than 24 hours later, I am unable to use it. And I think this happened to all of us, where I yeah, saw the yeah, same yeah. thing, and I was like, oh, snap, captures. That's all you guys talking about on the, on the Slack. And then I tried to use it, and I was like, where'd the tab go? I thought I was losing and, my fucking mind because I did it. I, I got it. I opened it up. It was there. I'm like, great, cool. I'll use this later tonight when I'm playing stuff, and I need to send blessing ridiculous things. And so then I went in to do it, and it was gone. I'm like, did they move? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah when, when Blessing's like, is this gone? I was like, surely Blessing's just – I was like – I even like booted up my PlayStation because it wasn't on at the time. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out because, like, yeah, of course it's there. And then I'm like, nope. It's literally just I, – I was – blown away and very sad you can say it. you boot it up like what well, blessing's an idiot i'll show him how to do it let me help out a friend i mean i didn't think of it in that way in that negative way greg the way you would have thought about it sure, um sure. you know i'm a lot nicer than that so i'm like let me help out a friend in need and then i'm like no i this is this is gone you're the this most cutting of away. all of us yeah, yeah but i try i don't try as hard to be cutting so it seems sure. less I feel like that's why less mean like i'm not attempting to be mean this is just what i have these are just the thoughts it make, it's I'm honestly not. you're a tragic figure like edward scissorhands you know what i mean you don't mean to cut things up it's just how you, it's just how you're raised yeah you try, to, try to drink a couple of, like mcdonald's the uh, sprite and all of a sudden it's like it's cut the cup in half. yeah it's burning it's my everywhere. hand you know it's just like yeah you hate to see. exciting that this is happening though you know the yeah, no, yeah, cool. thing. 
better late than never dude i'll tell you it's like when i was bitching about this online or whatever as i often do like one of the times this is months ago now or whatever and i i told somebody oh yeah well you know what i do is i just message you know i message jen and blessing messages me and we just never actually read the things and i'll never forget when shuhei responded he's like that's brilliant i'm like no shu you're supposed (laughs) to fix it not use our stupid broken way to do it you can just message yourself i noticed like you don't need to message other people yeah you can message yourself Yes. Yeah. So I started doing You're that lying. when I want some capture. No, because at first I was like, well, I've had many oh, solutions to this. Right like sometimes I'm I make like right burner now. accounts I don't or something. You. Yes, you can message yourself. Why would I lie? What do I have to gain? Everything, Janet. Everything. Quicks. No, like if I lie, if I've I do been, the making something up I, to like let, functional, let you. I'm no better than the other people on this show. And I refuse to, to no, I'll never be. You, I've been I struggling want, all no. weekend, right? Because I've been playing Redacted. And like I've been trying to, I've been taking screenshots in Redacted. And like I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to get them off. And like usually like I've resorted to using a USB stick and then plugging it in, plugging it into my computer, sending myself yeah. the screenshots on Slack so I can download them from, on my phone and then set as my background. Um I like I know I, all that works not for content and you're like this is just for my own edification. No, yeah, this is for this is just for me because I wanted a new phone background. Mm-hmm. Um and like I didn't want to send the stuff to Greg because I was probably further and redacted than Greg was and so I was sure. like, you know what? Let me just send se- and just for a second if you're at home think about that. We've told you we're playing Horizon. We told you we're playing Dying Light 2. There's still a redacted he's playing. Yeah, and so like how the yeah, fuck do you message yourself? I, I, you I'm just, searching. Okay, let me look. So when I'm I go on messages, my own name, yeah, yeah, you you should be there. Like you can just look yourself up. You're there. I see myself, and also chat's confirming. Live chat is like, yes, you can message yourself. I have messaged myself. Yeah, you can message yourself. Wait, so you're so you're not doing it from share the screenshot. You're doing it from just straight <sighs> from, messages and parties. Yeah, yeah. Like I have. Uh, there's just me. Like I'm there now. I think on the I don't know if you're on the the actual console or on the app I'm because now console. I'm now I'm a party like me just myself. So I can podcast turn into a PlayStation PlayStation support but call. The reason oh because, hold on, so you're doing it through the app. That's how you started it. No, no, I think I started it just on the console. But I'm saying I'm looking on the app now and like trying to research my name and it's not coming up. But you can do it. Like I bet. But I'm I, like, I, I bet my whole the only way to start the it. party is to look for your name and I'm looking for my name and I have a whole bunch of knockoff game over Greggies, but no me. Maybe. And what I don't know, if, but may, maybe you can start something with someone else. And then when they leave, I because I originally this is like an old chat I had with Tom and then like he had left. So now it's just me alone in that part. Oh, so I think that's, that's how you could probably do it. how you I don't did know if it. anyone okay. else does it differently than that. That's how I had hmm. done it. And before that, to get stuff off, I would um, just send it to sometimes to Isaiah. But then I'm like, just ignore this. But then I'm like, I don't wh- Why am I? Di-? And then I saw my own name. I'm like, can I send this to me? And I can. That's also how I get um, things to from my phone to like desktop easily for Twitter. Like I'll DM myself on Twitter images. And then just like if I want it for some see, reason, I've I don't heard know, of people doing that. Reason. I, I think it was Andrew Gofarb or somebody that said that they have a whole Twitter account that's dedication dedicated to just oh, screenshots. Yeah. That's a separate thing that I, I only do that on Switch because I just don't feel like setting it up on my playstation but i also have like a like a private twitter account that i just use for like my switch dumps or whatever and that's what i do with that i appreciate but. that on uh, november 28th 2020 blessing eddie Oye jr yeah. sent me a screenshot here and then he just goes ignore this and i said dude i'm all about this this can be our capture dump thread and we agreed on it and then for the rest of existence blessing will send me things and say ignore ignore uh, two four uh ignore 
223. Ignore. I like that I'm the only one who's like having full out, full conversations with y'all on this platform. Is the, is the fact that like I broke I broke Greg at some point where Greg is like, you don't have to tell me to ignore every time. Uh, no, I was gonna like, run through it because on, yeah. on 223, it's a hitman screenshot. Ignore it at 1119. Then it's another one. Ignore it at 20 1125, 1137, ignore, ignore. And then I and then here I am again. 1144. You say last one, I, I promise. Ignore. And I go. Send as many as you want. I get it. I do the same thing to Jen. Then you pop up with Mass Effect days later. Ignore. <laughs> ignore. Ignore. And then here it is. Yeah, here it is on October 22nd. Ignore. And it's a screenshot from uh, Riders Republic. I go, Lol, you don't have to say ignore. I get it. You go, yeah, but what if I get a, got a screenshot I actually want you to see? Um, I, I like Which how- happens. It happened recently. Yeah. I like how then the solution is in just to say like don't ignore or see or something. I like how looking at back on my messages with blessing, it's very much giving like kid coming home from school who's excited about something and the parents like, yeah, I'm like, here's like a goal I made. Blessing, proud of you. Me, sugary platinum. Blessing, congratulations. <laughs> it's like this is this is just it's just a nice time. Nice. Yeah, time I, I enjoy friends. ours. I enjoy ours on uh, mm-hmm. one. On one or one nine, Jesus, January 9th, you sent me your uh, Horizon Zero Dawn platinum, and I just responded, Hell yeah, new haircut and a new platinum lease on I life. <laughs> I like, I also, for some reason, and I don't know if it's because you're just always on PlayStation or what, or you can just answer this now because I've been curious about this. Sure. You respond faster, I feel like, on PlayStation than you do like anywhere else. And not that it's- you dawdle to respond anywhere, but like, I'll send you something. Like, I remember sending you that platinum, and I was like, you know, drinking my like drink out of my trophy chalice as I do when I get my platinums. And then immediately, like, you respond like right away. I'm like, like, how is he doing this so quickly? It's usually the fact that for some reason you have this ability on the PlayStation app only to send me stuff when I'm walking Portillo. So I'm already outside with him in the doing his business and I'm already on my phone for something else and the little PlayStation drop down. And I got, if, if either of you, even when it's an ignore from Blessing, I got to go see what he's sending me. Because lots of times he'll send bugs too and I just like to see bugs from games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it later actually. What's your favorite regards bug? to bugs? What's my favorite bug? Yeah, uh, I mean, have you ever played Jeff Force Gemini? A lot are of bugs there, in that there, game. Are there bugs in that game? Oh, there's a lot of bugs in like that game. NPCs setting guess. themselves on fire. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought I, I thought we were talking about like ladybugs and shit. Never mind. Uh, anyway, I have one more uh, news story for PlayStation updates. Greg, I'll let you handle so this long. one. Because like you, Greg, Greg's the one that added this one to. At least I think it was Greg that added this one. Ladies and gentlemen, you can finally dis- uh, uh, connect your Discord to PlayStation. This is via Discord. Uh, back in May 2021, our friends at PlayStation announced a new partnership with Discord, working together to deliver new ways to integrate your PlayStation experience with Discord for your friends and communities to see. Of course, everything needed to stay super secret at the time, so we couldn't share anything quite yet. But your daydreams of squares, triangles, and circles swirling in the sky are over as n- the new news drops. Uh, starting today, we're gradually rolling out the ability to link your PSN account from Discord and display your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 game activity in your user profile. If you've ever connected a Discord account with another service that allows you to display your activity, it works similarly here. Once your Discord account is linked, the game you're currently playing on either PS4 or PS5 will be shown in your activity just like that. You can even opt to display your PlayStation Network Online ID on your profile so your Discord friends can add you and tag along. Uh, it's especially great for knowing if your friend is currently playing a game that supports cross-platform, I'm sorry, cross-play on another platform. They say a bunch of the bullshit and like walk you through how to do it. And then they go, we're excited to continue our partnership with PlayStation and explore how we can collectively create great shared experiences for your friends and communities. Show us which PlayStation games you're excited to share your activity status for and tell us how you're using them on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that jazz. So as we originally predicted when this got announced, the bare fucking minimal, 
mm-hmm. but I'm more excited for, yeah, as we're excited to continue our partnership with PlayStation, see what they can do later on. I think this, in some ways, links back to what Jim Ryan was talking about in terms of getting aggressive about an online strategy and how they're going to do it. Because Discord is, if you're, you know, in our world uh, and playing a bunch of different games, the main place everybody gathers to talk and share stuff when they're going on and playing a PC game or doing something cross-play in all these different ways. And I do think it would be such a boon and feather in PlayStation's cap if that was running natively on the PlayStation. Yeah, it's super exciting. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see like where this goes and how. I'm curious to see if this is a sign of more integrations coming soon. Because uh, yeah, I was wondering. I think I expected it to happen at, at some point this year that we'd get finally we can talk to people on Discord uh, via PlayStation. Uh, and like, this doesn't seem like it's that, but it does seem. Like, <laughs> and this is not that, <laughs> and this is not that, but it seems like it opens that door for like them to set that up of like, cool, yeah, our next step might be that, like that might come through maybe in February or or March or sometime soon. It I also confirms it. just the random, like the randomness of announcing Discord stuff, which I expected as much. Like I didn't really see them saving that for. And now to the stage, you know, Wumpus is here. Like I, that would be awesome, <laughs> kind of actually. A little sad they didn't do that, but um, also confirm the uh, the way that Astro is very much like PlayStation mascot. I feel like we have those like casual conversations a lot. Um, looks cute alongside Wumpus. Excited for the reign of Wumpus and Astro together at last so the discord's mascot is named wumpus isn't it wumpus i don't know discord lore enough to tell you what the is that like the low is that I'm the discord logo is the discord logo wumpus yes that, that's his name wumpus yeah it's the yes it's wumpus that little pig thing oh that's wumpus, right okay, that's cool we believe you. I had no idea. I <laughs> Just tell us, Janet. We don't so know. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, you can message yourself on PlayStation, and his name is Wumpus. Like, look, <laughs> I don't have yeah, much time. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's, it's, closing. it's the fact that, like, I. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna make a reference. I was I was gonna make a fucked up reference that might spoil the last of this part too. But like, uh, it, it's just the fact that I'm I'm a Sackboy man. I love I love Astrobot. I love Astrobot. But now I feel like Astrobot came through with a golf club and just been beat uh, Sackboy's ass and has now taken the reins of like being Sackboy's PlayStation going mascot number one. We're like, no one cares, Sackboy. You're not relevant. You know. Anyway, when Media but... Molecule hung up the phone on Sackboy. That was the end of him. That was putting him out to pasture. You can get the little stickers. It's a cute little pig. Y'all, so y'all, have you seen Wumpus though? Like, who do you think that was oh, on the picture? Jesus I just God. thought it was a logo. I didn't One think about it. It's like, I, does the kind of funny logo have a name? What kind of funny does it have a mascot? It's just a logo. Like the, the smile, yeah, smile yeah. is a logo. The smile is a logo though. Discord's logo. I mean, I, guess- I, for, I mean, for the record, the the I've seen the smiley do some things <laughs> all right oh, i'll leave we it don't need to bring that up we it almost, it it almost got us banned from twitch all right so I'm don't saying, worry don't, the smile life i don't think i've seen wumpus outside the context of being an icon on my phone or my computer like i've not seen i've Wump- never oh, oh I like there the plushies. there's the stickers too of wumpus that you can on this use little on thing i see i feel like gifts. you know wumpus has no friends i use discord like such an old man i use it to record shows and then like once every three months i look at the messages and i have all these friends in there who are like hey man what about this i'm like oh shit sorry yeah, I'm looking at an image of Wumpus right now from the PlayStation Discord collaboration image. I've never seen this motherfucker in my life. I'm sorry well, to say. To the new PlayStation mascot, Wumpus. Now people are saying, see, is Wumpus a pig? Someone in chat let me know. Clonically, is it All a I... different kind of animal? Joshy Look, G is... says the kind of funny smile is named ZJ, and I appreciate that. God, exactly. No. God, anyway, no. Wumpus, anyway. Astro, and ZJ all hanging out. 
Anyway, it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is where we highlighted a few of the cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. The big hitters we got for you, of course, are Life is Strange Remastered Collection that's coming to PS5 and PS4 Woo! on Tuesday, February 1st. If you've not played Life is Strange, highly recommend uh, playing both those games because I believe that is Life is Strange 1 and Life is Strange Before the, the Storm, the spinoff to one. Uh, does not include Life is Strange 2, but you should play that anyway, too, because I've heard very good things about that one. Uh, and then we also got Dying Light 2 Stay Human that's coming out to, on PS5 and PS4 on Friday, February 4th. Uh, we got one pick for you. Hold on. Remember, Dying Light, uh, we're doing the review this week. Gamescast Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, the Sealed, and that's not on Patreon, right? Because that's embargoed. Correct. Yeah, you have to just get that one when it pops on yeah. the embargo. Uh, the Sealed, how, do you, how would you say that word? Ampool? Ampool? I, I thought it was a typo. Oh, my no, gosh. There's a, I know, I've seen this word before. Uh, Jana, look, look it up. As you do that, let okay. me tell people that this is a game that's coming out to PS4 on Wednesday, February 2nd. The Sealed Ampool is a dungeon agriculturalization roguelike game combining elements of dungeon exploration and clicker style gameplay and let me tell you when you see gameplay of this game you're not gonna you're not gonna like guess what it looks like as we're approaching it hold on it'll pop we're looking at menus right now there you go okay okay well it's like a little anime girl on like a grid bouncing all over the place it's a slow release week for games aside from dying light and uh life is strange i really had to dig to get one pick for you guys so you <laughs> i go. appreciate your hard work i appreciate your hard work you go. The sealed ampule ampule yes and i recognize it from skincare like serums essences ampules that's that's where i recognize that from i don't use that though because i don't even know what it is so still don't know but this game seems interesting yeah if, like if you're out there <laughs> if you're like none of these uh, none of these other releases are doing it for me if you're looking for a game then the sealed ampule boom there you go underground twins the underground twins all right fine greg the ball's in your court i know but it was a good pregnant pause so <laughs> was, like a good was. pregnant pause i just like you know see what's up uh ladies and gentlemen it's time for what you've been playing and i have a feeling it's gonna be a uh, slim pickings in terms of what we can talk about this week uh blessing what have you been playing uh i've been playing uh redacted i've been playing horizon which i can't say more than that except okay. for thank you playstation for providing the game february 14th uh, review february 14th the, the review but even more importantly the week after that you're getting the playstation vita celebration uh dying like two which i can't say anything about uh, review. <laughs> <laughs> and then i've also been playing uh Melier rising or vengeance for the kind of funny streams and it's my first time playing through rising or vengeance and i am having a phenomenal time i cannot believe i've waited so long to play this game because of course i love Melier solid and i love platinum games but i've only become a recent fan of platinum games with sure near automata and their recent releases uh and like astral chain which is goddamn such a good game i know this is i know but still astral chain is incredible um and so this has been my first time jumping into revengeance and it is it's funny because i know this was a game that was revealed at e3 as a i think it was it was a kojima game but then got transferred to platinum uh, a little bit into development and kind of turned from one game into a different kind of game with like the same conceptualization there right the same hack and slash gameplay you know you're playing as Raiden and all this stuff but um i remember seeing like the original reveal and the second reveal and going i don't know this seems kind of different uh but playing the actual game right i think it's fucking awesome because it is a platinum ass platinum game which is a fast action hack and slash you know you got the parry you got the dodge you got all that you got the style um uh which is very platinum and of course like the gimmick in Metal Gear rising revengeance gameplay wise is the fact that you can cut things into pieces and so like you'll get into 
into a com a combo with an enemy and then you press the left uh you, pl- you press l2 i was gonna say left trigger because i'm playing on xbox but like you know, uh, know that. Wow. but it's a playstation game it's a playstation game all right it's, a, it's for now i can't i can't play the game on playstation 5 playstation <laughs> fix it's it it's a problem it's a problem uh but yeah you press l you hold l2 and then like you can kind of aim how you cut your enemies sure. up and it's very satisfying it's a very good system because like you can aim a certain way and then like you get the the health juice from your opponent and then like you take it and then you squeeze it to get more health i'm sorry uh, can you say that again yeah you cut your opponent in half you reach into them you grab the health juice from your opponent and okay. then you bring it in and you squeeze it and you gain the health it's great barrett uh and yeah it's, it's a really fun game story is all over the place uh, and i think that's especially because it is platinum and not kojima doing it and so you have those wild over the top kojima style political nonsense being thrown in there but it's not done with kojima quality and so there are moments in this game that's scary it is very it's honestly it's scary is the perfect way to put it because there are moments kojima, in this game i'm like mm, is that like a narrative i'm i'm totally sold on see the, the thing is for me with kojima the answer for me is yes like i'm down to hear what kojima has to say about the world and politics and all this jazz because like even if you think he's crazy he at least has shit to say like he's he's making <laughs> he, he has shit to say and he'll say it in a very kojima way and i always think that it's fascinating with this they are making references to like 9-11 and like the war on terror and like a lot of shit that like i was not expecting but then also doesn't have that kojima touch and so it just strikes me as like oh i can't believe they just said that it's like the uh at one point in the game one of the villains is like oh man it's time to start the second war on terror and i like as soon as i heard that i was like whoa that that feels like it's weird like in tone like that didn't really fit in this <laughs> that, big that doesn't game. hit that doesn't hit yeah, yeah that didn't that didn't hit right in the way that like kojima talking about the, the shit in metal Gear saw 2 felt a little bit more oh a, a, a little bit more like not careful Tasteful? Tasteful, yeah, tasteful is the word, word, right? Like it felt like it had more thought put into it and had a point there, right? A, a lot of this narrative does not have that. It is them trying to follow up Metal Gear Solid 4, but then also do it in their own way. And I think story-wise, it's all over the place, but gameplay-wise, they nail it. It is a very fun game, uh, and I am having a blast with it. And I'm probably going to beat it this week on stream if people want to ch- check that out on Thursdays, uh, twitch.tv slash kind of funny game stream. Yeah, um, I hopped in for a little yeah. bit and I saw you freaking out at one point and it was like, damn. Blessing really loves this game. It's good to see. I'm glad Dude, you're all I fucking love this game, yeah. Janet, what you been playing? Uh, a lot of the same stuff. Final 2, can't say anything. Horizon, can't say anything. <laughs> um, but I will have some stuff to say on Gamescast because I'm going to be on that episode for hey! Final 2. And what I can talk about for like 10 seconds because it's not a PlayStation game, but I'm playing Pokemon. That's just a game that's out, so I can just be like, here are my thoughts on it. Uh, enjoying it so far. I'm pretty early. I only did like the first... Um, big thing you do i don't want the first boss i guess you could call it i don't want to spoil anything for people that are still getting going um but yeah i'm enjoying it i mean i have honestly enjoyed most of the mainland pokemon games i've played so i'm definitely not as tired of pokemon as maybe some other people are but i'm enjoying how this is different it took me a while to get used to like the flow of the gameplay because it like how you think about catching and battling is so different than what I'm used to in mainland Pokemon games where it's like, okay, I'm kind of doing this in the back end as I work through these towns and gyms in a traditional stylization. But here it's a lot more of like quests and these bigger things. And I'm like constantly surprised by the Pokemon that pop up at different areas and then being like, oh, this one seems cool. Just kidding. It's like a million level and it has fire <laughs> eyes and I'm scared. Um, so I'm liking that being really feeling surprised and delighted, I think, is something that 
you don't necessarily always get from mainline Pokemon if you've been there since the beginning because you've kind of seen a lot of this stuff already. So it's very familiar and still quite good, but it's nice to have some surprises in there. And also, I drafted this for Fantasy Critic, and I'm very satisfied. Uh, I liked waking up, seeing the review scores, and being like, suck it, Gary. Boom, there you go. So that's what Got I'm him. most excited about with Pokemon Legends. Um, I even though know. I had nothing to do with the game, but I was like, yes, thank you, everyone. Congratulate me on my pick. One, I, I will say, great job on the Pokemon pick. I was doubting the hell out of you when you picked Pokemon for your draft. And when I woke up the morning, I saw the review scores. And as, as we were leading in, because like we had um, Laura K. Dale uh, on, and like we read through her, her uh, tweet thread days earlier. So I think we can kind of read the tea leaves of, oh, this game seems actually good. Uh, but like when the review scores popped, I was like, thank God. Like, one you know that's gonna put us in the lead but then also i get i get a good pokemon game out of it uh but then also you know i'm glad that uh we're becoming a nintendo podcast it seems like it's happening no we're not doing that. We like i am playing not. pokemon as well but yeah don't worry about it i wish i was playing pokemon i do i just that. did it because it was like you know it, in between pokemon actually is a great game obviously for the kid you know of like short bursts i i control when dialogue advances and it's on a small screen so i was just oh, i thought you literally meant the kid i'm like wow no, no, that's, i mean i know it's it starts off really tutorialized but that's next level stuff <laughs> there you um, go, one thing three too level. That I, I will say uh and you know this this poor sack boy really just getting dragged in this it was a nice moment of with my family who like again we all game um it's one of the rare games that all of us interested in like truly mm. gently, you know day one so it was so fun to um get to play that and like the night it came out and like everyone has their switch and we had one person on the tv and everyone else was handheld and you know I, we don't get a lot of those moments because we all have different like tastes in games um so i don't know that was just like a nice time it felt like special uh and also it was like special and with everyone else because you know a, a lot of part of this job is playing stuff early where the you know we have the fun texting each other maybe something but it's not a communal like wider global experience so it was just really nice to be part of that launch and you know a way to kind of start kicking off what's going to be an insane year for games for sure uh yeah just like you guys uh, like you said dying light uh, review wednesday don't worry about it i as such have actually been holding off on playing horizon which has been so tough so i haven't even started horizon forbidden west it just sits there while i work on dying light stuff uh, i played monopoly with mike on a stream last week, I had a great time. Monopoly's a great game. I wish there was a great Monopoly on PlayStation. I, I had, in when we and Mike were getting ready to do this, I was already playing the iOS version of Monopoly, which is fine and you know cheap and easy and works. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, the, the one's last uh, uh, Monopoly on PlayStation, and it's that Ubisoft game from PlayStation Four. And I was like, oh, and so I, it was. They, I already owned the Monopoly part of it, and then they had the Family Fun Pack, which had a bunch of DLC on it. I bought that on the cheap, which came with my Monopoly, where you could make your own board, and like you can upload photos. I was like, fuck shit. Okay, well, I'm gonna get this, and I'm gonna make a kind of funny board. This will be great. And so I started tinkering and doing it, and then when I got to upload with the photos, you, there was just like it was grayed out. I was like, what the fuck? So I googled around, and it turns out you have to use the PlayStation Eye. You can't upload it to like a server <laughs> side. It's like you take oh, phones. That's so funny. Sucks. Get out of here, Lance. So you really went funny. to GameStop Bail. and looked for some PlayStation. A PlayStation. Oh, trust eye, me, I have PlayStation eyes over there. I got eyes for days in this place, Janet. Don't worry the about eyes that. Eyes coming out of the. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I've been playing stuff I can't talk about outside of Monopoly. We need a better Monopoly on PlayStation. But I did get a special package today. Now it's just show and tell. Since there's like I can't Ooh. talk about any of the games I've been playing. Uh, Grid Studio. You've probably seen them going around. But they hit me up today and sent me. Uh, oh, the, so I got to deconstruct the PSP. They won't answer my email. I emailed oh, them man. back. That sucks. Did, maybe they found out that you don't like the PSP. You know what I mean? Because I got the PSP 1000 and the PSP 2000. 
See, my thing is, I want a Vita. I didn't have the Vita for the birthday. The Vita is so old and dead. Like they might as well start doing this for another old. Then they also sent me the DualShock Four. Hold on. Oh man, wait, they had a DualShock Four. They had a DualShock Four here. That's hot. That's really hot. I hate it because I want them to answer back my email. Great, if you're watching this, please email me back. All I want is the Vita. They don't have the Vita yet. I'll I'll email them or email them. I'll mail them my Vita to make one with. God bless you. Don't do it. Don't give it up. That'd be crazy. No. Think about I mean, all the things. What am I going to play on my Vita anymore? Off in the, it's just hanging out in the drawer anyway. Just it, it really is. And I've yeah. had enough of this slander. Build the list. All right. Building the list. Back from the dead. This is our ongoing curated list of favorite indies that are on PlayStation, where each of us brings one game to the table. And we also have the audience bring a game as we work towards 100 uh, games that are either must plays, hidden gems, anything in between. Blessing. What do you got for us this week? First of all, did we discuss that Janice hosting the segment? I missed this. I like uh, this. Yeah, just for, just for like today. It. No, no, it's wow. yours now. It's too late, too. Oh, it's whatever. Just tell me what your game is. Yeah, it's already written down. If you forgot it. All of a sudden, you take what's mine and you give it to Janet. But I do like that because it gives all of us our own segments. Uh, my first game, or my first, my game that I'm bringing to the segment uh, this week uh, is Hellblade's Newest Saga. Or no, Hellblade Sunua's Sacrifice. Uh, that came out, I want to say, in 2017, which, if you remember, was a very big year for video games. And... Uh, when I first played Hellblade, it was one where, like, in a year that was packed full of phenomenal video games, I played it and immediately knew that it was something special and something that really uh, stood out to me. Uh, mainly because, like, if you're unfamiliar with Hellblade and, like, the setup of Hellblade, of course, you play as Tanua, who's a character that is dealing with, uh, like, heavy, like, like heavy baggage in terms of like the past that she's coming from and like uh, uh trying to reunite with like her love but then also she's going through psychosis and the way that the game uh delivers that narrative is through like really cool uh binaural audio where you wear the game recommends that you wear headphones throughout playing right you put on the headphones and you are hearing the voices that uh, uh Damn, I keep wanting to call her Aloy for some reason. You, you're hearing the voices that... It. It's all blending together. <laughs> yeah, it's all blended together. Uh, you're hearing the voices that Sanua is hearing, right? And, like, they come at you from different directions. They're whispering at you. Some are yelling at you. And presentation-wise, just in terms of the mix of audio and visual uh, in the game, it is one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in a video game. Just because, like they really go the extra mile to try and nail down this unique experience of going through what uh, what Sanua is going through. And uh, between that, between the puzzles in the game, the, the combat, it's just a game that I think comes together super beautifully. And it's one that I think anybody and everybody should experience at least once just for the 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 journey of it because it's like it's it's a short it's a shorter game right it's probably like a few hours long um but it's one that i think really hits with it with its story and um the journey it takes you on with not aloy <laughs> with Sinua. yeah i really wanted to get into this especially with like the next entry coming out is that slated for this year that it's not slated yet. They haven't given a date, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's probably God. gonna be don't make it this year it's probably gonna be this year or next year i imagine not it's gotta this year be. you think really i mean Maybe I mean it was I the have, first next gen Xbox this year? game that we saw. That was unveiled, yeah. And like this year, they only so far it seems like they have Redfall and Starfield. I feel like they got to fill that out with with other stuff. But. I thought when they revealed it, it was super early though. I guess this doesn't matter. This is a PlayStation podcast. I guess there's Xbox crap out of here. I don't care when you do it. Yeah, but when um, uh, Sooner Sacrifice came out, I think it was PlayStation exclusive at that point, and then came to Xbox later. So like, if you're trying to like stake your PlayStation flag, boom, sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice, and also. <laughs> sack boy sacrifice uh but then also the game has like a weird gimmick the game actually i guess i won't i won't spoil it it's, okay. it's for people 
yeah, yeah I want to check that one out. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm bringing Donut County to the table, um, also on like you know mobile and other platforms. But I really like this game. It's super simple. The puzzle solving is essentially you're just controlling this hole in the ground and you just collect the stuff. So it's like extremely straightforward, but the characters are really charming. I think the art's really nice. And the soundtrack of this game is really good. Um, I listen to the soundtrack pretty regularly. I'm not like the biggest OST person, but this is one that I always have in rotation. I think it's really calming and fun. There are some that make you think a little bit and like you have to think about maybe what object you suck up and how that might interact with like the vortex you're sort of making. Um, So yeah, it's Really simple concept, really fun, really charming, and pretty short, too. I don't know offhand what the, how long to beat is, but I think you could pretty easily do it uh, in about the day. But, yeah, they have one with, like, you suck a popcorn that it shoots back out and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is one definitely to check out. Uh, ben Esposito also has got next game is called Neon was White. It White. What is it? Neon, Neon White. White. Yeah, which is which totally I'm, different I'm stylistically. Um, but I just feel like there's some creative stuff coming from that team. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. Don't count it. Neon White looks fucking sick. It's like one of my most anticipated indie Me games too. this year. Me too. I don't know if it's coming to PlayStation. I think that might just be a Switch and PC joint for now. But you should look out for it. If if, if you like Don't Account or you're looking for something that just looks batshit insane. Yeah, Neon White looks like it's going to be next level. Greg, what do you got? Uh, I don't have to bend you here too long. I'm putting Toem back in the mix. Obviously, Toem, a game we talked about last a lot last year, and uh, I talked about that last year, and I think we actually gave it some of the nods in the uh, PlayStation Awards for PS I Love You XOXO. Uh, but just a fun indie, uh, relaxing, great soundtrack. It's one of those few video game soundtracks that I still go back to and listen to here and there. Uh, I think it's you know a fun one of going around, uh, taking photos, hanging out with people, and you know eventually, uh, of course, full disclosure, it's a Pop Agenda game, so uh, my wife owns Pop Agenda uh, in terms of it's you know they're marketing and pr they didn't make it don't get me wrong uh and they portello is in it but the neither of these are reasons i like it i, I hate plenty of pop agenda games and i hate plenty of times portillo does things uh but this is just a fun one of going through taking photos solving little puzzles and you know it's not too long it doesn't overstay it's welcome it's a fun time to go through and get the platinum uh some good characters good writing on you know it's one that i still look back fondly on and when i play the soundtrack i'm taken back to those you know memories of going through and exploring the world Nice. That's what I'm slowly chipping away at. Uh, we also have Bo writes in from the community with Hyper Light Drifter uh, and had this to say. It has 2D action exploration inspired by games like A Link to the Past. It has an absorbing world that feels broken and hopeless, but there are also unexpected moments of beauty. It's full of striking images of titans, ruins, ancient technologies, and different species. Hang on to what they have. The combat is easy to pick up, but hard to master. There are multiple viable ways to play through sword attacks, guns, and dashing. The music by Disaster Piece is gorgeous, haunting, and meditative. There are secrets everywhere, adding a constant sense of discovery to each area. Uh, And that brings our total list uh, up to 36. I don't think I'll read that out today because we're kind of running short on time. But maybe next time we revisit this, I'll read it in its entirety. But yeah, 36 games add to the list and they are all on PlayStation. We have had that mistake a few times. Um, But yeah, check those out. I don't know why that keeps happening. Uh, But yeah, the list right in with yours. As Greg mentioned, Toem, I like had to double check. I was like, "This is PlayStation, right?" I forget if that came out. I'm just like, oh, I'm always Googling that now, like just oh, you, to double you will check. Make I was that like, Let's just make sure. Yeah, okay. happened to both of us. It has you're, you're next. Yeah, it's, okay. it's happened to both me and Janet. It's gonna happen to Greg. It's because you guys don't do your research. I scroll through my PSN profile when I'm looking for this. Here's, right? Okay, I said what I said. What now? What? What? Your That's time smart. will come. Yeah, Greg's gonna like show up next week. He's like, ah, Pokemon Legends Arceus is an indie. <laughs> <laughs> I really like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Remember, we're here each and every Tuesday for you, talking PlayStation, hanging out, and having a good time. If you liked this time, why don't you go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, you could get each and every episode a day early. You could get it ad-free. You could be watching live, and you could get the post show we're about to go do live on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. We're going to be talking uh, trophies and chill in the post show, and mainly, does Naughty Dog still see the la- the Lost Legacy as merely DLCs and there you go that's what's going to be happening over there look at blessing he's already mad because he likes that game a lot I love that game it's my favorite uh, Uncharted game I do know it's been it's been slapped in the face by PlayStation slash Naughty Dog so then we had to talk about this I don't recall this we'll get to the potion we'll get to the potion and explain it Uh, of course if you don't want to ever give us your money no big deal why don't you use the code kind of funny on the epic creator store or no epic game store and then of course Fortnite and Rocket League and all those things and whatever Fall Guys whatever next thing epic buys I'm sure they're gearing up to buy something too Uh, and then of course get the show youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday remember uh so much stuff is happening uh, of course when news breaks kind of funny games daily you can get it there uh when big reviews happen kind of funny games cast you can get it there like dying light 2 this week february 14th you can get the horizon one there start sending in your horizon forbidden west questions so that we can do what is february 14th a monday am i right about that it yep. is valentine's so day the- so then, so the review will post in the morning of February 14th. Then we're going to record PSI Love You in the afternoon, meaning that if you read the reviews, you have questions. You have to go right to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and get them in so we can put up our FAQ the next day. I think that's everything. I think I covered it. All right. Blessing and Janet, you both look great today. I want you to know you have great outfits. I feel like I got to step Thank it up. You know what I mean? Thanks. Now you look great. Well, there's the PS Vita's birthday, so just around the corner. Right around the corner. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, get your Vita ready. You know what I mean? Don't buy some bootleg weird one. Don't do Greg don't Miller fall Industries. For... Don't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a push to do. We got a push to do. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>